it's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Bolin. And I'm Jay Baxter. And we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Game app crawling out of the graveyard at you in this episode as we are covering Castlevania for the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> yeah. And despite best efforts by the ISOH boys, our combined emulation savvy did not lead to cracking the code on how to get Gradius 2, uh, the Japanese ROMs for it to work. So it'd be it's Castlevania, and uh, I'm glad that worked out that way, actually. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah, we probably could have worked a little harder and, and acquired Famicom emulators, but we didn't do that, so so it is. Uh, <laughs> we had other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, like life and shit. Uh, emulation disclosure, uh, as always, I emulated on Nestopia on my PC with the USB replica NES standard controller. Jay, how did you play? I played it through OpenEMU on my Apple MacBook with the standard NES USB controller. Mm. Please rate and review. Remember, we'll read them on the pod if they're good or funny or I like them or uh, probably some other variables uh, that I'm not thinking of now. But <laughs> If they're uh, cool, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us cool stuff to say. We'll talk back. <laughs> All right, right boy. Exactly. Uh, what are we jamming on now? Jay, what are you jamming on now? Oh, man. So... I've been looking for some more kid-friendly stuff to play because I realized that I could play with my daughter pretty much any game we want. But, like, my son, since he's younger, there's certain games that are just too hard. You know, like, you had to remember repetitive patterns, certain codes, and all that stuff, you know, and be strategic. He's just not as good. So I found Super Mario Party on freaking the Nintendo Switch, and we've been playing the shit out of that game last weekend. Like, even got my wife involved, so, like, all four of us playing except the baby. It's been freaking awesome. Have you ever played that game? Uh, not, this is, is it, oh, like, a new release for the Switch, or is this, uh... Yeah, yeah, okay. it's very different. Yeah, because, like, you know, back in the day, we used to play the Wii U version. Like, when I first met Courtney, and we still lived in New York, like, over Christmas, we would always fly back to Seattle, and, like... Her parents had a Wii, so, like, her sisters would be over, and it would be this, like, great family thing, and it's, like, a way I got to really know them by playing that game through the Wii, so it was always fun, and so, like, finding a Nintendo Switch version that we could all play together, just such a blast. It's kind of just like a a board game, video game with Mario, you know? Right, yeah, mini games. Yeah, I honestly, I think the only one I've ever played with, I think, I'm pretty sure it was on 64. I think that was where I played it, was 64. And, dude, I remember, yeah, when it, I mean, I remember it, even at that, you know, there was a little bit of uh, there was you know the IGN so there were websites that like talked about things and like you had awareness of when something became a craze to some degree you know it's not like it is now of course but I remember even yeah. even that very first version being like a quasi phenomenon you know it was like, <laughs> yeah and yeah I just, I mean, my memory of it is yeah just like a whole lot of little mini games that were you know borderline addictive <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so but, much fun. of course set within the Mario story world so yeah I'm I'm sure the new one with especially with like the haptic uh controls on the on the switch oh yeah. yeah i'm sure it's fucking a blast <laughs> oh yeah you gotta like time your high fives and you get extra coins and stuff like it's right. it's fun yeah but then certainly, certainly caters to children too oh yeah absolutely perfect but then <laughs> yesterday oh man so i got sucked in 
based on a recommendation from my wife who mind you absolutely hates horror movies like any like i had can't tell you the last time i've seen something scary because she doesn't like scary Jesus things but yeah but like with the current state of the world she's like craving adventure and craving like scarier shit apparently so she's like hey remember you never played that resident evil 7 biohazard game for your vr so i was like oh ps4 vr i was like you know what let me try that so much fun like i, I was told you, I recommended it first. before courtney you though. did you yeah. did <laughs> and i completely forgot it is the only ps4 vr game that i just like never touched because you know i've been playing all the the xbox games either by myself or then the switch games with the family and like i just kind of forgot about the ps4 it's like the secondary thing and i was like wait a minute yeah this game is freaking fun you were right i remember when you said it too i remember you in my in my headset when i was getting set up <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's so intense how far into you into it are you I just freaking had to kill my crazed freaking wife. And now I got to like uh, yeah. figure out how to get these stairs. Like, first, yeah. oh, so you're uh, super early. Oh, yeah, man. I'm yeah. super early on, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just tried it for the first time last night, but so much fun. I'm definitely going to have to uh, get down on that once the baby goes to bed again. I think, yeah, I think, I think not long after that, actually. Like, I was pretty. Remember, I, I played it and then it was like, I got pissed off. And oh stuck, no! Stuck, stuck, <laughs> stuck yeah, I got, somewhere. I, yeah, I got pissed off and stuck, and I put it down for like a year, or I think more than a year, in all honesty, uh, before picking it back up again, just because I was so frustrated with where I was at, and it was pretty early on, so you might be getting pretty close to what that was. Mm. Oh so, man! Yeah, prepare yourself. Stick through. I guess my point is, uh, stick it out. Don't let it. Don't let it uh, deter you, even if it seems like what you're doing is impossible. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm early on, so hopefully hopefully I'll figure it out because yeah, I gotta figure out how to get these stairs working. And I'm like, man, where's this freaking fuse? Because I've seen those stairs before, but I haven't seen any found anything. But now that means I'm probably just gonna have to go research through this entire fucking crazy place all yeah. over again. Yeah, yeah, it's so oh, it, the, the ambiance of it has done so well in VR too. The sound is so good. Yeah. I felt so, like I was like really there, like especially the way it sets you up in the beginning. Like it really feels like you're in that environment. So like yeah. Cordy's sitting there, like on the couch, you know, probably like ten feet away. She's in there talking to me, and I'm like, man, this is freaking me out. Like I like that you're here, but I wish you were in here with me because this is like yeah. so immersive right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I would recommend. Yeah, play that game. Like you know, I'm not. I'll. I'm not the. You know, I'll, I'll do. I half the time I'm listening to podcasts or shit when I'm playing games. I'm not the biggest person on like i want to really immerse myself but like that game dude is is the sound so i write like that is a good one to like go all the way like turn the lights off <laughs> don't play it around anyone so you don't have any distractions and you're totally in it dude and that game will absolutely get you uh oh. with, you know genuine jump scares and shit you will be sent you'll be <laughs> shit will be coming out of your mouth spontaneously that you have no control over <laughs> in, in reaction to things it's it's that well done Oh man! All right, well, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, word. Uh, well, the fucking as far as my shit goes, the uh, the I, I was you know I was playing that forest I mentioned last time, and it did me oh, yeah. really really wrong. It had something happened in the game that was just to me is just the the worst thing a developer could do. <laughs> do you know? Oh man! Uh, especially in these games where the you know it's somewhat like the, it's a, like a long slog. Like these survival games in particular, like you know, you you work really hard to achieve goals in these games. Like it is a lot of genuine human being man hours to accomplish. <laughs> Grinding, AKA. yeah, so yeah, so you have to. There has to be a, a payoff, you know. And and right. this game, 
there's there's a massive area of the map that has a barrier to entry that is you know it's it's a ton of fucking work to be able to go into this you know a third of the map and mm. i did like you know i figured out it's all these things you got to do i figured it all out did it all go up there like super stoked that you know now okay now i can go here i'm sure there's gonna be something amazing up here i can't fucking wait <laughs> and uh, i played the game i scoured the shit out of this area multiple play sessions found next to nothing so pissed off that i start googling I'm like there's no way there's nothing up here it's impossible like you can't there's no way they can make you work that hard this area is this big and there's nothing there it's just not possible <laughs> right and yeah, Google around and nope, just like a whole bunch of pissed off people on forums saying the same thing that there's what they can't believe they work this hard and there's nothing up there, man. Yeah, it was. Oh, so I was, brutal. yeah, it was just awful. I was so disgusted. I was like, fuck this game and <laughs> turn it off. Started, started Googling around for something else to play basically because I was just so disgusted with that. And I ended up finding there's a game called. I was trying to, you know, again, I haven't had a subnautica experience. I was like, there's got to be under, other underwater games. So I started looking around for those. And I found a couple. Uh, the uh, one called Soma, I think it was. And uh, this other one called Narcosis. And I ended up biting on Narcosis. And it's so... I think it was 15 bucks in the PlayStation. Yeah, in the 15 bucks, I think it was in the PlayStation Store. So not, you know, not terribly expensive. And... It's so it's like it, it is a true walking simulator, dude. <laughs> like, you know, you hear really? that, yeah, you hear that phrase referred to some of these modern games, you know, like walking sim, you know, it's a little sometimes a little bit of a stretch to call games. Like, clearly, there's more shit going on than that. But this game yeah. is literally just a walking simulator. You are so you're in this massive mech suit. I think it's a little bit in the future, but it's not, you know, not wildly so. But it's you're, you're in this massive mech suit at the bottom of the Mariana tr- Trench, right? And so you're on Earth. It's not alien or anything. And you're part of a deep sea mining team down there and you're mining some, you know, some sort of, that's, that's how, that's the only thing, honestly, that made me, I mean, I guess there's some visual cues. That's a little futuristic, but the, th- the real thing that made me like the, you know, that's not probably like a hundred years or so in the future is that they're mining some substance, like some sort of methane gas or something that I've never heard of before. So anyways, <laughs> they're down there doing that. And there is an eight plus Richter scale earthquake. And what? obviously fucks up some things <laughs> <laughs> to say the so, least. Yeah. So, so basically you're this dude in this mech suit, you were out in, you, you weren't in the, in the base, uh, when, when it happens, so you're out with another dude and this shit goes down and then you're like, you know, the base is wrecked. So you can't go in there and you obviously have a limited supply of O2. So now you're in this slow moving mech suit and you need, you don't need, what am I going to do? What, what now? <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So, so it's about basically you're, you're trying to find safety, get to surface, constantly maintain your O2 inventory. because it, it runs down pretty fucking fast. So like you're in a constant state of like, I need to find oxygen or I'm going to die now. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so so much of the game is kind of walking around, like looking scavenging for O2 from you're finding dead uh, coworkers and taking their O2 or finding, you know, resupply stations and shit like that. And then also working on this track. And honestly, like the, the game looks gorgeous. It looks absolutely beautiful, but it's not particularly scary. They try, there's a bunch of jump scare efforts, mm-hmm. you know, like legitimate horror movie, like just like, you know, turn around and boom, something's there. Like, you know, very kind of cutter <laughs> yeah. uh, horror movie efforts to scare you. But they don't really land particularly well. And then the other 
like the honestly the, the the I think honestly the biggest reason why that is is because you're on this kind of linear track. Like it's very clear that you can't get off the beaten path in this game, mm, you know. Even yeah, though you're okay. at the bottom of the ocean, you know, and and it it should be and maybe this Much is more open. Coming, yeah, maybe it's because I'm coming off Subnautica, and that is just a complete open world, and 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 you know my expectations are too high. But like I can feel that I'm on this very determined path, and that's hard to immerse yourself when you feel that way, you know. Gotcha. And this is not VR, right? This is normal. No. Game. Yeah. So yeah, standard. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean uh, VR would help this game a lot, and, and maybe it, it probably is. I don't know. I, I didn't look at the PC version, or even if there is a PC version, in all honesty, but. Yeah, so I was fiddling with that, and, and uh, honestly, I was so not blown away. I mean, I keep, you know, it's not, I'm not over it. I didn't quit playing it, but it's not enough. You can, play, you can only play it for so long, just walking along, trudging along. Look at rocks, you just can't, it's not something you can do for hours. So I, I started returning gotcha. to the forest, and <laughs> now that, like, I'm, like, fucking over it and pissed off, I don't give as much of a shit, and that lack of care has led to me making a great deal more progress narratively. <laughs> oh, really? I'm not, yeah. I'm not like worried about self-preservation as much. And I just like am taking more chances, I guess. So I'm actually making way more headway in the game than I nice. was prior to, to getting pissed off. So there you go. Sometimes you got to do that, man. You got to yep. take a break. Step gotta, away. Let it go. Just let it go. Be free. Dude, Be free. dude <laughs> did we talk about, did we talk about power Rangers last, last podcast? Power Rangers? No, I don't believe. Yeah. So. Dude, oh, then that means this must have happened like the day after we cast it in last time. So that reminds me, same situation. I was playing Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. It's like a, basically just a fighting game, right? Um, 2D kind of Street Fighter, okay. Street Fighter 2 situation. Yeah, oh, like, fighting no, game. Fight like actual head to head? Yeah, like head to head, just okay. like fighter, you know, Street Fighter, Power Rangers, the original okay. type. But like the storyline basically has you just makes you play every different Power Ranger and every different bad guy against each other over and over in all these battles throughout the story. So super long, but a lot of fights, no big deal. It's, it's fun, you know, it's Power Rangers. And I had played it a lot like a month and a half ago maybe, and I got to this part where my least favorite Power Ranger could not defeat these bad Jay, guys. Jay, you can't gloss over who is your least favorite Power Ranger. Oh my gosh, it's a pink <laughs> ranger with this bow but like the thing about this is like it's all these different kind of rangers so if you watch any if you know anything about power rangers now they have so many different versions so you got dinosaurs you got time zords you got all kind like ninjas you got so many different kinds but like this one kind of pink ranger has like a bow and none of her moves look cool none of them seem to do a lot of damage and they are hard to do and it's just i keep losing and it's just everything about this is frustrating and so I had put the game down. And so like right after we podcast, you know, probably like just recently, I picked it back up and I was like, let me just try it again. So I pretty much did the Street Fighter technique where I just pick it up and start using those similar combinations, you know, that you find on pretty much any other fighting game. And I keep losing. And I, I was so mad, but I was like, you know, I sat there, read through all the controls, learned all these combos, <laughs> finally bust through. And not only did I bust through, I, I went on to beat the game. And then I started jumping into these online battles because I was so cocky. And then I started whooping people online. So I had a blast freaking playing that game. Uh, but it took me stepping away for like freaking a month, yeah. <laughs> you know, coming back. 
It helps. It helps. Guess uh, clear the fucking me- clear the uh, clear the mechanism. The, <laughs> clear uh, the cash. Yeah, clear the, the uh, clear the cash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's the I always say it's the movie you ever seen for the love of the game. Oh yeah. Yeah, with Kevin Costner. Which, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually, it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure. It's kind of you know, it's not the greatest movie. I don't think sports wise, but. I I absolutely I own it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, he's got a whole thing. The I this is always what I think of. I, I it's I, it's amazing to me how hammered into my head it is. I think of it every time I I'm thinking of that the idea that you're just talking that we were just talking about. <laughs> like that's what he said. <laughs> he says clear the mechanism and it like yeah it's just like and like you know they have a little sound effect. It's like whoosh and he like <laughs> like he like zones in on the catcher's mitt and then you know because he's trying to pitch that perfect game. That's what the whole movie's about. He's trying to pitch a perfect game or he actually is in the process of pitching a perfect game. So. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. I like it. To, to get Clear it. the mechanism. And yeah, and I, I guess it's not only that, it's, it's, it's in my mind, it's Kevin Costner saying it in my mind. <laughs> Which is its own, its own funny thing. We gotta find that clip. We gotta get a clip of that. <laughs> Clear the mechanism. Should be the, the sound cue that starts every pod. <laughs> I like it. It's a <laughs> yeah. done. Uh, we're so yeah, the only other thing is, is my Animal Crossing update. Uh, yeah, are you still? Have you played it at all? No, <laughs> I actually was going to log in yesterday, and then I had to jump in and do some other work stuff. And long story short, I did not. <laughs> okay, it's well, been so, probably a week and a half. All right, yeah. So the the every month they switch the critters in the game so the bugs and the fish and shit change every right day. um and it's actually and this is i googling online looking at like making sure i'm not going to miss something that's not going to come around until next year i always I, or try to remember anyways google and see what's going on and it's actually divided up in hemispheres so like the what is coming next month and leaving this month is different in the northern and southern hemispheres which is you know what? yeah a nice. great yeah a great deal of of detail that I'm you know impressed I guess by that they are taking the time to do but anyways the the northern hemisphere <laughs> new critter well that's like Pokemon level how they did like Pokemon Go stuff you know if you ever that, did that I I did fuck with it a little bit when it first came out it's been a long time but yeah when it, I mean especially in New York too it's like it was very interesting in New York because yeah different geographies had different stuff at different times so yeah right, right. I can see that pretty impressive I like it. Yeah, but, I mean, see, but they, that's like that game is entirely based on geolocation, though. So, like that makes you know, it's, you almost have to in that case. But this is the mm-hmm. idea, and it's just like an extra level of, of you know, I don't know, whatever detail in this that I don't think is necessarily as necessary, but necessarily <laughs> as necessarily as necessary. Uh, anyways, so new critters in June, and this brought Shark Week to, to my island, <laughs> which oh. yeah, it's fucking lots of fun. So like they have there's hammerheads, there's whale sharks, and no no. No, 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 great whites. So, <laughs> so yeah, like they're they're huge ass fish, first of all. So like, and I don't even know if you uh, had the good fortune of catching a massive fish in the game yet. But well, like when you catch a massive fish in the game, it's they do a good job of making it feel special. It's like it comes out of the water and like it jumps high as fuck in the air into your arms and like you know, and you don't you know, 
the the silhouettes are bigger for huge fish, but they're not way bigger, like the size of the actual fish. So you don't oh, know, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know that's what's going to come out of the water, you know. So it's it's a huge surprise, and you know, any huge fish is usually worth a bunch of money, and it's semi rare. So it's they do a good job of making you feel special when it happens. And uh, so these, you know, the, the sharks are all, of course, huge. So that has the whole thing when you catch it. But they're they're also they're worth a ton of dough, which is great. Um, they're not as, they're not proven to be particularly rare in all honesty, but they're still worth dough. But they have the, the really cool thing they did. It's new. They they switched. They updated. So you've played enough to know that each the, the fish each have little silhouettes in the water that you can see. Oh yeah, I, you know, Courtney updates me every time. I've seen her hammerhead; it is quite impressive. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> cool. so, so yeah, so the, so the new the new update or the June update had they they added new shadow sprites in the water. Oh so, really? Yeah. So the sharks now have a fin. You can see a little fin sticking up, right? So you know oh. that it's a shark, which. What that means a few things. One, it means you know you know that it's there, there's no there is, actually check that there is one shitty fish that still has a fin that you can get. But honestly, there you know I I feel like honestly you should catch more of them because there should be fewer sharks. So it, it's you know it's that they're so valuable. I, I think the balancing is a little off, but whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, you can see the fin, so you know it's a shark. So you know you it's hyper it makes it high it gives it because of pressure it, it puts pressure on you basically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what you want get you yeah. in it exactly yeah and fishing is can be you know it is not complicated in that game it's just hit the button at the right time so it's it's not a whatever so and, and so yeah it adds a great deal of pressure just because you know what's there and i also feel like they have fucked with the timing a little bit like the the sharks mm. never bite on the first one they always dick around a little bit and you know every time they they bite that or, or nibble at the hook and don't take it is mm-hmm. like you know it just it it it, it 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 increases the likelihood that the next one is it you know what i mean so like every time it happens you're like a little closer to fucking it up <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and the sharks because they will you know i feel like they like three to five every time you know if not sometimes mm. more so that's like you know on top of the known pressure that it is a shark and then the, the new mechanic and then i also feel like they you have a smaller window of time to, to hit the button, you know, like the, uh, the, the okay. forgiveness window to actually hook them when they really take it is even smaller than other fish too. So like, there's all these things that make fishing for sharks much more difficult. I feel than fishing has traditionally been, which adds a great deal more fun just to the mechanic because so much of that game is, you know, the, the actual action of it is not, high pressure <laughs> yeah, at all it's, it's all pattern that's right, kind of cool yeah. though i like that yeah. right yeah so do i for sure uh you know i mean part of the game part of the allure of the game as i mentioned before is that it is kind of a no pressure just have fun game but it's nice to have that option of just something to stimulate you a little you know that's yeah. good option. so shark Very week cool. and covid bill on to <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> the stage seven theme song wicked child man this this game has some songs this is a nice one 
for sure. Yeah, you you know the music in a game is fire when the 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 tracks have been given legitimate song names. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, wait, Wicked Child was there? Like yeah. something in the game I missed about a Wicked Child? Like, no, yeah. this is just a track no, name. You can go out and buy this album. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's a banger. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I was actually thinking that I I made the joke about doing a Bill's hype video to one of these fucking 8-bit tunes and I was actually thinking the the uh, Adobe Premiere editing plugin package that I used to add the like VHS videotape effects to Love is Dead the um, hmm. I did a couple years ago and, you yeah. know, it's like we did it with you know, this 4 by 3 aspect ratio and it's got it looks like it's playing off of the shitty old 80s VHS tape uh, the 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 plugin suite that I did that with has a shit ton of different options and I think I know they had a graphic novel one that you could literally just you can I mean dude you just drag and drop this shit on video and it just converts the look into a, a certain style you know and then you can yeah you can of course fuck with stuff within that but uh, they i bet they do have an 8-bit i gotta google it i bet they do have an 8-bit filter of of some sort and it would be amazing to do a bill's hype video that is <laughs> it <laughs> filter on it on you know modern hd bills footage and then have uh, a video game track as the as the underlying music i think that would be amazing so that's one i'm of my, sure you can do that you would think, yeah, right. You can do anything in 2020. So it's, wouldn't, right. I would be surprised if I couldn't, but I, I got to do the Googling work once I get this uh, book project out of the way. So that's on my list. Anyways, uh, so we're playing Castlevania and not talking about my hype videos. And <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Side note. Right. Uh, so this game, the synopsis for this game, the the intro from the instruction manual goes like this. Uh, good evening. And yes, it is written in a, like a Vincent Price-esque good evening kind of way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but they, they, you know, starting right from the jump, Konami's, you know, getting you into character here. It goes on to say, step into the shadows of the deadliest dwelling on Earth. You've arrived at Castlevania, and you're here on business, which is fucking an incredible <laughs> And you're here on business. To destroy forever the curse of the evil count. Unfortunately, everybody's home this evening, uh, and bats, ghosts, every kind of creature you can imagine uh, makes that, that uh, population up. You'll find them all over the place if they don't find you first. Because you've got to get through six monstrous floors before you even meet up with the master of the house. Your magic whip will help, and you'll probably find a weapon or two along the way. But once you make it to the tower, you can count on a duel to the death. The count has awaited 100 years, or has waited 100 years for a rematch. He's ready. Are you? So, more solid copywriting from the Konami team here, not unlike Jackal, our last game, you know. <laughs> Very solid. I like yeah. it. So what kind of game is this? This game is, it's like, it's a side-scrolling platformer, but you're going vertical. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's what we're dealing with here. It's no surprise. This yeah. is classic Castlevania, people. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah, if you know what yeah, you know, <laughs> you listen to this, if you listen to our dumbasses, you definitely know what this game is. <laughs> so the release, it hit the NES in North America on May 1st, 1987, after a September 26th, 1986 release in Japan on the Famicom. And as far as artwork goes, the cover art, uh, Konami does Konami shit. It has a silver border, as we uh, always do about this time. <laughs> and, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and has Simon Belmont in the foreground. Uh, his back is to us, and his whip uh, is kind of like in mid-crack. And in the distance, we have Dracula's castle up on a hill. 
uh, or up on a green splotch, I assume is meant to be a hill anyway. And <laughs> uh, above that is a very diabolical looking Count Dracula face. You know, his fangs are on full display. And um, I fucking love it. I want it. I want the poster I want on my wall right now. <laughs> I want I'm, I'm ready to go. And you can get this is actually Konami did, though. They had those poster giveaways. You remember those ads, you know, and this was definitely one of the ones I was looking at. When we get when we pass that the, those ads to we write in send some UPC symbols and get a free poster or some shit like that. Um, oh, of course. So the, so this the, is they classic. Yeah, they definitely exist out there, and I can order one. It's I think I, if I recall correctly, though, they were a stupid amount of money on eBay, like you know, three figures, <laughs> which is insane. What? <laughs> Play off bad, my nostalgia. How? How? Yeah, exactly. How bad do you want it? So the manual, which will be in the show notes, as it always is, is 14 pages, including the covers. It's all black and white, as they always are. Starts as all Konami instruction manuals go. Nothing on the cover but the words how to play above the title treatment and the Konami logo below that. And the first couple pages are the warranty BS and the table of contents, as well as the little blurb that Konami are they like congratulating you for buying their shit. They have that in there, as they always do. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> as usual right and then following the synopsis that i already read we get a short how to play briefing that ends in a great line and that is to begin hit the start button and your nightmare begins <laughs> so yeah, oh, going all the way wow. with, yeah going all the way with the the diabolical copy here they they only dick around with two pages Main on the character control. yeah for sure uh, and this is a great story world, so by all means. And uh, they only take around two pages on controls and defining on-screen information before getting to the good shit, which is the breakdowns. And there are three pages of the creatures, which is, you guessed it, the various enemies. And it each has a nice little illustration as well as their moniker and the points awarded for, for their slain. And my favorite illustration here is the hunchback for sure. Did you take a look at the instruction manual or no? I did not. You know no. how I do. Yeah, he, I just jump right in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is a good one. You missed out on a good one, Jay. But there, after that, there's three more pages of a like a weapon power-up breakdown. Each of those has a name, illustration, where to find it, what it does. There, uh, uh, we talk about this every time, and I never, I never change my tactics. It, and no, then even if I come across this information, and then I'm like, damn it, that would have been helpful to know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I refuse to do it out of principle. It's beneficial, dude. I'm telling you, it's not just for the pod that I read them. Every time it improves my experience. The, I don't know every time, but most of the time it improves my experience. So page 13, uh, my human inclination to look for meaning and patterns and everything wants me to think that page uh, number is very deliberate here. But it has a map of the whole castle on page 13. And uh, it's not new news that I fucking love maps. So I'm glad they included that. And uh, it kind of somewhat uh, corresponds to an endgame map that you also get, which is great. And they wrap, uh, tie the room together with a half page of writing your score, scores, lines. They didn't have, I, I, I prefer when they, like the, I couldn't find instruction manuals that were actual scans. I only, the, like, I think the one we use is like, it's a, uh, I don't know, it probably maybe was a scan, but it just looks, it doesn't look like a used instruction manual, you know, because I love, I love, I love going through the scans of these and like, you know, just like the Simon's Quest one that I got in actuality when I, when I bought the game on eBay, <laughs> you know, I love when the, the, those little write-in areas have some sort of kids scribbling in them. So I was, I was bummed <laughs> out. My score. Yeah. yeah. I was bummed out that this, the, the scan didn't have any of that, but uh, how about notable history, Jay? Is there any notable history with Castlevania? I feel like the list uh, is exhaustive probably here. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. Like, you know, you looking up history, there's so much about Castlevania, but because it's become such a property, so many different like related spinoffs and sequels, 
a lot of their stuff is just about that history and timeline. So I was like, wait a minute, let me just focus in on the actual notable, notable history. Um, but Castlevania was directed by Hitoshi Akamatsu. Um, it's funny because the international name is Castlevania, but the original name was going to be Akumaju Dracula, which translates to Dracula Satanic Castle. And so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can imagine I, I it to NES to, to Nintendo America for sure. Yeah, Konami well, of America was like, nah. <laughs> the, the funny thing like about that topic, they had so much the, they did not censor this game. There was a ton of fucking religious imagery and stuff in this game that you never see allowed in in most NES games, you know. Yeah, and I, and I think that's part of the thing because there's so much of that religious imagery in there. Like, if you call a satanic castle, then it, then it's like, you come to America. Nope, I'm not letting my kids play that. Like, you're yeah. immediately done. But, but at least if it's like Castlevania and it's Dracula, then it's like, okay, it's different because it's Dracula world. You know, <laughs> completely different than satanic castle. Yeah, <laughs> completely different. Uh, yeah. At least in America's eyes. <clears throat> right. But one thing I did find, which I think would have made things much easier was that that whip was supposed to be like, well, first of all, it was patterned after Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it was originally supposed to be multi-directional, but they changed it. Oh, so I thought with... that would have been much cooler. So you could have you... whip up or like whip diagonally right, instead right, of right. just like forward. That, you know, that I, I totally feel them on deciding to take it out though, dude, because one of my, one of the things I'll get to much later is, there's already attack control confusion in this game, I guess is a good way to summate it. You know, there's already an issue, I think, with just trying to control this fucker, which is also a little clunky, and then effectively utilizing that secondary weapon. You know, I think if you add in yes, being able to attack up with the whip, I think that's just a, a total jumble fuck on any other controller, you know. Uh, yeah, I got get... the yeah. idea of being able to do that is great, but. Yeah, but I guess, yeah, when you think about that, the secondary weapon, yeah, there's no way you could do them both with just those two buttons. Yep. It was already a cluster. Yep. For fucking sure. So we didn't, I didn't, we did not have an economic analysis <laughs> uh, until about 15 minutes before we started recording. Uh, but in, in, in impressive fashion, we whipped up an idea together here. So um, what I, well, you, you suggested just what the fuck is the deal with the money in this? And that got me to think <laughs> the, so the, just trying to because you know i was like what i've done before for that is like you how much money do we pick up here over the course of this entire game and i of course wasn't tracking that and the points in this game you get points for the money bags but you also get points for a million other things so there's just no way to even look at my play video right. and see how, how that worked out so what i was thinking was, was just trying to value what they actually are worth because the the in the manual their list there's three different kinds of money bags that you can pick up in the game that are just you know, their point pickups and they're they're, uh, they're three colors red is worth 100 points blue is worth 400 white is worth 700 so you know points usually means money when i do these so 700 what 400 what 100 what like what do those numbers mean basically because this game is set you know the castlevania way it's funny you mentioned the timeline i started googling around and like one of the first things i find is an actual someone's taking the time to make this like really elaborate timeline <laughs> for, the, for the whole story <laughs> universe of castlevania so this first castlevania on the wiki uh places the, the the events take place in 1691 like even like even that it's like an exact year very exact someone, yeah someone has determined an determined an exact year in the 17th century <laughs> 
like, impressive. What was going on in the world in that time? Wow. Right. So, well, a few things are going on. The so first, the, the location of the castle, so Dracula's castle, so which is more officially named Bran Castle, is located mm-hmm. in present day Bran, Romania. So, referencing Romania. the yeah, referencing the Bran Castle timeline, you can go there. You know that. I mean, you do know that, right? You can just go visit Dracula's castle. Which is I do not. That's not something that I have normally thought about doing. But it, it, yeah, no, it, it's a real, it's a real place, a real thing, and you, you know, there's a real human being that this is, you know, they have kind of stemmed this whole story idea, or that Dracula is, is created from, you know, kind of based on a real human being. But okay. and we'll get into that. That's a whole tangent for sure. But the so so actually, Brand Castle, uh, looking at their timeline, they have their own website uh, with a timeline too, which I'll drop that in the show notes. It's pretty interesting. So, uh, you know, the name Transylvania is like, I think, a region or something that the castle was located in back then. And Transylvania became part of of what is called the Habsburg Empire in 1687. And the Habsburg Empire is is more commonly known, I guess, as the Kingdom of Hungary. So that was the empire the controlling the controlled the territory at the time which i couldn't like you know and in the short amount of time i had to do research i it kind of bummed out cuz i think there is probably a ton of interesting shit about this in the real history but i it I, it seemed like it wasn't part of the roman empire but it was some sort of it, you know it had some sort of connection or you know some kind of in, vassal state or something yeah <laughs> that, that's a great I don't, I don't even know exactly what that means but that sounds super smart and i don't think it <laughs> Yes, it's vassal state, Jay. It's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So that was the controlling empire. So that was you know that's the information you need to know to find out what kind of currency was being used at the time in this region. Uh. So yeah, so that's the goal here to find out what the actual currency that would have been in those bags was at that time. And the kingdom of Hungary used, I think, anyways, like it, the the so the, the this gold coin called the florin was. Mm was it, it was minted or coined in like the 12, 12 something or other and then was you know it said it was coined from then through i think it was like 1533 maybe so you know this is a little later than that but that doesn't mean that they weren't in use and i and i couldn't i didn't see anything again in the short amount of time i had uh, to to research so you know maybe this is a little off uh and they were switched over to some other form of currency and it just wasn't showing up in, in, in google but I assumed that they were yeah. still, still, yeah, still using this coin that had been minted, last minted uh, in in the mid 1500s. So that that gold coin was called the florin, and it was it was it was actually the first prominently coined gold coin ever used in Europe at all. So the interesting, yeah, it, it was the widespread trade form of trade uh, currency used for trade in all of Europe uh, for hundreds of years. So it was it was a you know. Um, not some little rinky-dink local currency. The, the, lo- <laughs> the, the local, uh, you know, the local localities did have their own like little version of it, but it was still this. It was under some sort of common, you know, the 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 gold content was a common expectation, and gotcha. the, the amount of gold, uh, pure gold, in a in one florin was. Uh, 3.5368 grams and I have no fucking clue how they possibly you know I'm sure it wasn't exact actually because I don't see how they could have possibly <laughs> fucking had any sort of uh, metallurgy process back then that was that exact but that is what the the internet says so 3.5368 grams of pure gold in one florin so if you say one gold coin has that much pure gold in it we can then look at modern day gold prices and mm. 
find out what those are valued at today, right? So June 12, 2020 gold values have one gram bar valued at 55.67. So <clears throat> that makes one of these gold coins worth $196.89 in present day money, in present day US, do US dollars. So if you take wow. these three bags of money, that's uh, not a bad, yeah. It's not, that's not a bad amount of money in and of itself. <laughs> so if you find <laughs> one rolling around on, on Dracula's floor, it's probably, probably stop and pick that baby up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Can I leave well, it on the floor? Come on. Right. So then so then valuing the three bags of money, which are have the 100, 400, and 700 coins in them, I'm, is my interpretation. The red one is, with 100.1 is 19 grand or 19,689 bucks. The blue one with Whoa. 400 coins has, is worth 78,756 bucks. And the white oh, one with 700 geez. coins is 137 grand, 137,823. Uh, Whoa. Close to 138 grand. Yeah. So lot those of, bad boys. Yeah. Up. Dracula's got some fucking dough stacked up in his castle. But <laughs> all that said, even all that gold you get, I still don't think it's worth dealing with fucking Dracula in this game. Right? <laughs> Not at all. Out of Time, which is the stage 16 theme in Castlevania, and it is bringing us into the playthrough of the game, and that begins, as it always does, with the title screen. And the title screen has that Konami film strip look to it that, uh, I guess they don't all have that, but uh, enough of them do. Simon's Quest certainly does. And yeah. it's, uh, it's so it has that film strip look, and it's got a small vampire bat animation going on around Dracula's castle, kind of center mass on the right-hand side. And there's no music here or in the demo, which not the biggest fan of that. Uh, so, you know, you, whenever I see that, it's usually like a red flag. I mean, in this case, Konami and fucking Castlevania, like not too worried. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's usually a thing that I don't like to see. Uh, but I think maybe it's just they don't do it because there's so much more coming at you that's fire. So why, why you know, make, make you make you wait, make dangle the carrot a little bit, make him wait. <laughs> right. Uh, all, all there is to do from here is press the start key, and this fires up when you do that. It fires up a cool little cutscene. Simon is approaching the castle gate while bats kind of flutter about the castle, and there's also I couldn't really discern what it was, but there's some purple mass kind of passing in front of the moon. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Maybe it's just clouds. I don't know. But it looks beautiful uh, either way. And there's a really nice music ditty here. And then uh, stage one begins. And they start you in the courtyard, which is presumably just inside the gate that you just watched Simon walk into, or walk up to, rather. And trees that honestly look uh, a little less uh, than impressive <laughs> make up most of the background, uh, as well as there's, there's some statues and iron fencing going on as well. And there is a, you know, you of course first see there's a range of critical info strewn across the top of the screen. They have your score. There's time. So yeah, these stages are timed. And this first stage starts at 300 here, ticks down. So you're on the classic. Clock. Yep. No and, dilly dallying. Let's go. Yep. And the, the stage number, of course, player life bar, enemy life bar, and I'm 
hmm, you know, wonder who that belongs to. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there is a red box that is currently empty. Uh, we'll hopefully have cool uh, or, or soon have a cool secondary weapon in it. And then there's a heart count, which acts as your secondary weapons ammunition. And then players, or more aptly, lives remaining, of course. So that's all you need to know. Start moving forward, Epic Gamer. A long road lies ahead. <laughs> <laughs> And so there are these like stone fire pit. What do you what do you call those fucking things that are like, not fire pits, but like I don't know what they are like bird baths. I don't know. <laughs> what are what they're are like, those stone things? I don't know. They have to be like they have yeah, flames. They look like bird baths, but they have fires in them. Like furnaces? What do they yeah. call them? I yeah, don't know. I, I don't know what the, name, the names of those are. It's Dracula. I mean, it was crazy shit. Like what yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are, we don't need it. Some otherworldly shit we don't know about. That's that started. There'll be up. many other things that I question what WTF. <laughs> so. Right, yeah. The, the, this is the first of many. Yeah, for sure. So you can whip those, though, and they drop shit that is good for you. So it's, it, it, I don't know, that, that was also an interesting thing. Like, you know, the rest of the game, I guess it is also fire-based, but the rest of the game is all candles for this. But, like, these, this very beginning, they have a couple of these that are these stone things that are not candles, you know. So I guess, yeah, I guess it's just the compensation for the fact that they can't put candles on the wall here because they're we're outside so i guess there's no wealth yeah that was the idea but so you can whip those and you know it's where you get your your upgrades your pickups secondary weapons etc etc so the first thing like i got a morning star in the second one nice great that's uh good to have and then i got another morning star in the third which triggered like the second so the morning star or your your whip rather has uh you start off as the leather whip and then you get that first upgrade to the morning star and it I guess it makes it maybe do a little more damage, but I'm pretty sure you have the same range. And then the the next upgrade also the same icon when you pick it up, but I think it's I think it's it looks a, a different color, like a, a little more kind of uh, more flashy or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, ink destined, I would say maybe. And and uh, so you pick that one up, and then it it increases the range of your Morning Star, which is a huge fucking help, of course. So gotta have that. Right. So yeah, I mean, that, and that's kind of a thing. We'll get you know, it comes up later, but like. You get, I don't know, like, the, you know, the first nine seconds you're playing the game, you have the maxed out weapon. To me, that's a little be, <laughs> questionable. Could, yeah, we could use a little more progression on that, I think, just as far as it goes. But I don't know, maybe this, you know, you, you, you do kind of, you need that range to play this game competently. So I guess maybe that was like a late addition, you know, perhaps like they were like, oh, I think we fucking need this in the beginning. And they're like, well, we don't have a system for Institute. And they're like, I don't know, let's fucking put in those bird bass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I feel like you need that every single time. Like if I ever had a save state where I was using the subpar version, I was like, oh, all right, where's my next weapon? All right, there we go. Like you just felt like you couldn't even, at least I felt like I couldn't even advance until I had that upgrade. For sure. Yeah, the <laughs> playing this game on an emulator with save states almost adds like a, a, you have to play a game the game a different way. You can't you know you can save state yourself into a fuck place basically. So it's like a, it's like a whole it's, it's like yes yes save stating of course makes the game and the overall easier, but it does add this uh, side challenge of not fucking yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is interesting. You know you can I have definitely I think it was Ghosts and Goblins the very first game Jab and I played. I think I save stated myself into a fucked up place late in the game that was like. <laughs> I was, you know, and that game too, that game fucking sucks. It's so fucking bad. Uh, it's so difficult. And like the end of the game, I put myself in like, 
I gave myself like 30 seconds to get through this impossible sequence leading up to a boss and I actually have to beat the boss too. I had like went uh, so slow that my clock had ran down to such a low level and I didn't realize it when I save stated and fucking I, got, uh, I, was, like, I was just in my living room fucking yelling at the top of my lungs. There was, no, <laughs> there was no way, you know, you can't, like, there's that game. I was on, there were no, I didn't have any, you gotta, like, do bad, like, the, 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 the thing to do is have backup save states, of course. I did not. Right. Uh, it was the first game we were playing, so I didn't fucking think of that. And, like, uh, oh, God, <laughs> irate, dude. Uh, there's nothing worse than fucking yourself. Like, I get I get pissed off at the game, but if I do something myself, like, if I am, if I can find fault in myself for why I'm in this fucked up place, it's way, even just... Way worse. Yeah, like, so... <laughs> yeah, nothing worse than being the reason that something sucks. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, yeah. Um, you can def- that can definitely happen. Although, I don't know, it actually does... I, as long as you don't say stay yourself in a place where there's not another candle in front of you, you're probably, <laughs> you know, okay. uh, which is kind of like saying they like give it to you no matter what. But um, anyways, they also gave me the knife here just before entering the castle entrance. So they prime your ass for yeah. action with the secondary weapon. And there's no enemies out here. So you can kind of, you know, it's kind of the thing we've talked about before, like good game design. And that it lets you kind of just uh, sandbox your way through this first sequence and kind of figure out the controls whip some fucking things, you learn how the shit works before you get in there and things start fucking attacking your ass, which is a nice little um, reprieve that <laughs> this game does not have many of. Um, yeah. Or difficulty reprieve, I should say. Yeah. So inside, the kid gloves come off and they immediately start sending zombies at you from both front and back off screens. So you're going through, um, you know, well, zombies, I guess specifically, just worth mentioning. They, as you might expect, they're kind of just like mind- mindlessly coming at you. They don't have much of a mechanic to them. Um, yeah, just like we're right. And you also in here, there's a few black panthers, which they're mechanic. They kind of like lay, like just like a cat does, kind of like ready to pounce until you get close enough, and then they fucking tear ass af- uh, <laughs> ass at you and then <laughs> run off screen. Which I think might be one of the more annoying mechanics because they don't even re- continue to engage you. So if you don't you know, you, they can whack your ass and you don't get a chance to kill them. And that is very unsatisfying. Right. <laughs> you know, but on the, at the same time, though, it's kind of like, well, if I avoided you and you ran away, then you lose. I win. We right. Yeah. If you do so. that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, that first time, though, you're definitely not doing that. They're getting you the first time. So <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that crouching mechanism, man, it's so oh, I hated it. So many, so many enemies had that where they would like, yeah, just wait for you and then come after you. Yeah, and yeah, the whip is not the most, you know, like you were saying, it, just, it doesn't have any range of motion. There's just the one straight out in front of you. It's like the only, you can kneel and whip too, but even that, you know, is not, I don't know. It's not, for, first of all, it's slow. Like, Simon is not yeah. a, a, a nimble man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anything that is predicated on mobility can be very frustrating in this game. He's not a CrossFitter. This no. dude needs some flexibility. Yeah. yeah, you should do some yoga or something. The uh, <laughs> so they the the environment that you're in here, it's kind of I don't know, maybe cathedrally. It's like there's really big windows. There's kind of a gray stone backdrop. There's, as we mentioned, uh, contrasting the bird baths out front. The we now have candle sconces on the wall that drop all your pickups, hearts, et cetera, et cetera. And it has a linear left to right progression. So, um, you know, it. it you're moving left to right pretty much throughout this. No, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. You're not moving, not throughout the game. You do have, you always start left and move right. No, even that's not true, come to think of it, because you walk through doors sometimes going right to left. So, you can yeah. be going left, right, right, left. It's right. crazy in this castle. Yeah, actually. So, yeah, retract all that. 
you can go in any direction. <laughs> and and uh, they, so they, they uh, also, and this is nice too, especially for these earlier games, you can, you can backtrack. I mean, you know, not to previous stages, but you can backtrack in the stage you're in. So, you know, you, once you yep. move right, you know, move right or left and then progress something off screen, you can, you can go back, which is nice uh, to allow you to do that because not all games will. So if you miss something, a candle or something, you can go back and get it, which is nice. The familiarity of this game, like I, I mentioned that I, you know, I definitely had not played all the way through this game. I did not have a ton of experience. So this first room felt like I had I had played it enough for this room to feel a little bit familiar, but I would find that that's yep. pretty much where it dropped off. So I don't think I got anywhere in my life prior much further than the first stage or two. So that's, you know, I was playing this game for the first time, which was nice, I guess is kind of my point, you know. Dude, I was have... kind of feeling the same thing. This is pretty much the first time I played this. Like, yeah. I may rent it. This may have been one of those, I got to rent it for two days situation, played like the first level a little bit after school, and that was it, you know? Word. Yeah, I would imagine it was a running situation for me, too. It, honestly, I wouldn't even, I don't know if that, I, I would guess that I just like fucked with this at someone's house, and that's why I really, you know, mm, yep. never. Could have been there. I 1000% had never fought that first boss, so. Yeah. <laughs> But the first boss was pretty freaking easy, I thought. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm just saying I'd, it was completely unfamiliar and I'd never seen it before. Um, so I got some other pickups in, in this here, in here. Uh, getting familiar with those. There's the pocket watch, which will freeze enemies for a few seconds. But it's like it's an actual item, though. It's not like usually those like stop time things are just like a pickup that you yeah. that are used immediately Once. Uh, are consumed immediately. Yeah, immediately. And, and in this case, you have it as an item so you can do that when you want. It's never something that you really <clears throat> I find you know, it would even because the game would kind of encourage you what to use just by the idea of giving it to you. Like, there weren't a lot of times <clears throat> where it would drop something where I would go, ah, fuck that, and not pick it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Only a couple. Just... Only, like, two I could think right. of. Yeah, not many at all. And I, I, part of that, honestly, is because it's almost, it was very, it's very difficult to not do it in that, you know, you got the way the whip mechanics work and shit, you're nine times out of ten, you're, like, on top of the fucking thing when you're whipping it. So you're getting a yep. <laughs> You're so, using what you're picking up regardless. Right, yeah, so maybe less than, less choice than you would like there. But <clears throat> uh, I also got the Holy Water, which is described in the instruction manual breakdown as an item that incinerates anything in its path. And that is a no-fucking-around description. <laughs> I, when I realized that, I was like, Hell yeah! Forget these axes, man. Give me the holy water, like yeah. yeah. Holy water is a good one. Yeah, the yeah. The, I also did not like the axe uh, either. It's kind of it has that obtuse flight pattern, the kind of like lob motion up into the air. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't care for that much at all. You the, think it's going to be dope because it's an axe, and if I'm throwing it. Like if I can throw a massive axe the size of my body, this thing's going to do some damage. But no, I think not, I think I think it was. I, I think it did have a good damage component to it too but that's that was the, the trade-off i think is that you fucking it has a fuck but, but if that i feel like the situations i used it in or the situations i had it in like yeah it would kill any normal tiny creatures but i feel like whenever i had the axe it was always like a knight or some big thing or those right. stupid bats and it yeah. would take several hits and i'm like come on it's funny you, yeah. you mentioned that you just mentioned the knights and the bats those are the two sections i remember using it too and or getting, <laughs> getting it rather the one with the bats though in that i, I assume in the, the area you're talking about like they get that is like a very you know that's kind of what i mean like they steer there's a lot of thought went into where to put those items that was not random at all i think you know like they they looked at that area with the bats that you're talking about and gave you that axe because it has that high flight pattern and it's the only way to get up those steps <laughs> right in front of it without 
dying basically is having that axe and being able to kill that first bat. So you know, we'll get to that. That's later <laughs> in the game. But yeah, yeah, I think they, they it was definitely not random. They they put thought into where to put items for sure, and the idea was to steer you to use those for a problem set that yeah. you're faced with. You know, and that's also good game design. And I also got the cross here, which seems like uh, definitely a violation of NES's religious imagery policy, but <laughs> or Nintendo of America, rather, uh, religious imagery policy. But nonetheless, it is present, and uh, it one time destroys all on-screen enemies when you pick it up, which is... Mm. You can have the cross in there, but it's got to be quick. Flash. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they slipped it by him. That's so not something you actually hold on to. Uh, so you get to a big wooden door before the next section that has a strong slamming open, uh, then closed feel too as you pass through. Kind of like I don't know, you would want or you would think a big, big, big door. Like the mechanic of it, they, they do a good job of executing <laughs> that. I feel you know. And the next section starts similarly. It's stairwells and shit, but the windows are smaller and everything is kind of generally darker. I would say there's some bats and. Uh, and this is the only one of these I found. So I, I and I was checking fucking walls and shit, dude. But there's a hidden turkey dinner plate in the wall uh, in front of these stairs that you find in here. And I, you know, I was that happened to me. And I was, and also that's kind of you know playing the shit out of Simon's Quest. That's a known mechanic in that too. The stone walls will hide shit, and I never once again found anything the rest of the game. So I'm, I'm certain, yeah, I'm certain that I left some shit on the, on the table there. Dude, I, I feel like for me it was the opposite. Like I didn't find the turkey until later. Like I found the twos, like at the end, like at the end of the first stage or the third stage. You know, when you fight the big bat, like I found the two in the block there. But other than that, I didn't find a turkey in a oh, block see, I didn't, I didn't until like that. later, like s- s- yeah. a couple stages later. Like I feel like stage around like stage six or seven. Is when I finally found a turkey in a block and then started trying to like actively blip, break blocks to find stuff. Really? See, I, yeah, that's one of my biggest gripes too is that they're fucking, I felt like there was no health restoration. Like once you, yeah, were, once you got hit, you were fucked, <laughs> you know? Like, yes. Uh, yeah. Dude, so. At first, I thought the hearts, at first, I thought the hearts helped me and I was like, yeah, wait, yeah. these hearts don't do shit. And then obviously, I realized, like, okay, that's that's the weapon energy but then like i was like where's my freaking health so yeah i definitely felt like there should be more turkeys give me more freaking health <laughs> yeah yep yep yeah yeah some of those boss battles like if you, if you weren't able to get into them with full life there's just yeah no no you no hope but yep. so yeah you get through that you get that turkey plate and then you go down into kind of like the subterranean lake area and down here there is a constant barrage of those fishmen things that jump up out of the water uh which you know those are almost always in platforming sections. So they're a huge pain in the ass and will definitely give you a one hit death or two by knocking you into a pit. And those are annoying, but they're <laughs> a, a Castlevania staple for sure. And I realize here that, uh, this has the same kind of weird ass. When we were talking about Strider, we talked about this a lot, but the jumping mechanics have that weird thing going with where you can't, you know, once you the trajectory you're on when you hit the the jump button uh, the, that you're committed to it. There's no augmenting that mid jump, and that we're stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a very frustrating thing in these games because shit obviously changes <laughs> after you hit the <laughs> jump button sometimes in these games, and not being able to accommodate those changes at all is a very frustrating thing. And down here, 
as I said, you're definitely taking some some one hit death L's from those fish dudes. Uh, I was I was realizing that and 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 kind of dreading the fact of of, of it being a problem throughout uh, mm. going through this area. You know, um, yeah, and it's like so like and it, it, it's just even outside of the danger of it, it's just kind of an annoying thing. Like if you when you're up against something. And you want to jump up onto a platform, which is usually, you know, you're, it's just how it works out a lot of the time. You're not even thinking about trying to hit the jump button until you're to the thing, uh, sometimes because there's an enemy up there or whatever the reason might be. So, like, it's yeah. a huge pain in the ass. Like, you'll you'll get to a, an, an edge like that and just, you know, you'll jump straight up two or three times before you're able to get up there because that's how the damn mechanic works. If you're not, if you're not holding forward before you hit the jump button, he's not going to go forward even after you're in the air, you know? And that's, that's a really frustrating thing, even from just outside of the actual danger it can present you and interacting with the, with the enemy sprites. It's just like annoying because you can't get up onto fucking platforms and stuff. And that sucks. (laughs) You know, it's just, you gotta like, you gotta like battle people from away. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah especially when the skeletons. Yeah, I will get into it later. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, so you have a short stint down here with this in the subterranean cave area, and then you're back. You go back up some stairs, and and you're at another wooden door to move on to the next area, and then you are back in a room that looks just like the first room, but there's more zombies and and there's more zombies scuttling about, and you soon find yourself dead ending at another door. And when you get to that, you can see there is a bat eyeball fucking you from up above, (laughs) (laughs) up near the ceiling. And then, yeah, once all the bosses kind of have this, that little there's like a you get to the door and you're kind of you got to kind of like spin a second. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, why? There's nothing nothing here to do. And, you know, what do I do here? And every one of the bosses kind of. Yeah, it has yeah, kind of like that boss battle prep moment that you know, I it's probably a nice touch that you got to appreciate. So yeah, so this is your stage one boss battle, and is uh, I'm guessing it's the Phantom Bat on the first page of the Enemy Breakdown of the Manual. Even though you didn't read those, it does have the bosses in there too, which is nice. And it the even the I mean, it's not difficult, but it was the first time playing against them, and it did take me down to the wire because it, it has as kind of you would expect one of those you know. Most flying enemies in these games all kind of do the same thing. It's like that swoop, back and forth attack pattern. <laughs> you know, yeah. where they just like, give you a second where I'm getting ready to launch at you. Here I come. Yep, yep, and that's exactly what this has. So yeah, and that let enemy life bar at the top, of course, does correspond to this boss battle, and you have to take that life bar all the way down to kill this thing. And yeah, you said it was pretty. Your, the, your experience with the with the bat was pretty cake. Oh yeah, it was pretty easy. I thought it was the the bat from Mega Man. If you remember like Mega Man 2, the bats uh, that would like sure. that would like curl up into little balls and they would fly. like that's what it immediately reminded me of. Looked looked like yeah, to a degree. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Konami ripping Konami ripping some shit off Capcom perhaps. Very possible. <laughs> like hey, it's uh, selling. Go with yeah. it. Or even, you know, we talk about how the the end credits always change in this so they can't poach people like you know, complete hypothetical with no no founded founding to it whatsoever. But like maybe the guy who did the bats over at Capcom did get poached or got hired over at Konami and <laughs> yeah, he's like, Here's my bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, was, that was this whole pitch in the interview, like, guys, I got this. I I did this dope ass bat that I'm happy to <laughs> It's me, it's mine. Nobody can take it. It's copyrighted. Let's do this. 
so after you frag the bat, it drops a red orb-looking deal that represents the magic crystal at the end of the weapon item breakdown in the instruction manual. And when you pick this up, it restores all of your life, which is, of course, nice, and then converts your remaining time and hearts to points and kind of this, you know, countdown point tally uh, little sequence that is, is, you know, it's gratifying video game shit, kind of like what you just, like, they just drop a ton of points on you and have some like really rewarding sounding music cues to it <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and then you stroll through that wooden door uh while dragging your mink on the floor and move on to the next stage and before the next stage uh it starts uh they, they give you that map thing that i mentioned the instruction manual map kind of corresponds to and it's cool like the way they do it is cool it's it comes up on the screen and then simon kind of walks in from screen left and walks across the map screen, and that's that's kind of what incentivizes or, or or cues the scroll of the map. You know, is following Simon, and that's just, you know, a, a level of touch that could have 100% got by without bothering to program. You know what I mean? So, cool. I am always appreciative when they take a little extra time and, and make something look a little snazzier on these games because there's not a lot of room, and that shit, you know, takes up valuable space and of course time. So, I will say I was pretty freaking confused though. Like, <clears throat> if you look at that that map screen, like, I wasn't sure how it made any sense. Because I'm like, wait a minute. It now says I'm on stage four. But if I look at this, I'm at the bottom of the screen. Like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't understand, like, how the stages worked. Yeah, it's funny you say the stage. Yeah, like, I was like, that was the next thing I was going to say, actually. Because this is when I realized <laughs> I wasn't looking at... When I was playing, you know, you're playing the game. I'm not fucking checking on my stage counter as I'm playing that those first three stages. Yeah. So I didn't notice that it was moving up. I thought I was in stage one that whole time. Yeah, and, yeah. I was so it, confused. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I got exactly. I came out of that map screen. Yeah, it's less. I mean, I. Yeah, I didn't understand the way the map worked necessarily uh, uh, until we kind of progressed a little further, and you kind of see the way it's working. Uh, so that was its thing too. Um, but as far as the actual counting of the stages goes, for sure, when it when it started stage four here, and I kind of like you know they drop you in there, and you're like you kind of take uh, inventory of what's going on in front of you right now. You kind of look around, and look at everything. That's when I first noticed that the stage counter was on four, and I, you know, <laughs> in my head I was on stage two. So yeah, so yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, so I looked at that and I was like, wait, what the fuck? I was like, oh, the doors are stay. Okay, got it. You know. So yeah, I, I didn't realize that was happening until yes, this very moment too. So it's funny you say that. Oh yeah, I, at that it was at that moment that I was like, you know what? I need to Google this. How many stages are there? And I was like, oh, they're 18. Because <laughs> I, I would Google and it was like, oh, there's five stages. I was like, five. And it was like, there's 18, but they're broken down into three. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I, I had to reorient myself to yeah. what I was getting into. That's good. Dude, yeah. If you need to, if, if you, that, that's kind of, that's very counter, uh, counter just in general, I guess, to your, your, your seeming philosophy by not reading the instruction manuals of just wanting to, have it come at you, Jay. Like if, if you, you can't have your cake and eat it too, dude. <laughs> you well, I guess, you on. know what? <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. and I think it's probably, I've gotten just so used to like these big immersive games that we're playing where you have like a HUD, you have like right. left bumper takes you to one screen. You have all these different menu screens and all this stuff and information. Oh, you, you expect yeah, to, you got like to have a pit boy. There's no pit boy in on any of <laughs> You said you said that. It was like, wait a minute, hold on. What's my goal? What's my end goal here? Okay, yeah. if that's not clear, that's yeah. that's all I need to know. 
You haven't given me an objective. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what I was in for. You know, we we talking twenty stages. We talking fifty stages. Where are we going? Sure. So they give you uh, you have a four hundred count timer here instead of three hundred. So you know, I kind of there's basically a gradual progression or increase of that as you move through the whole game. So. Yeah, you know, that kind of suggests that things are going to get harder, which, you know, of course they would be as the stages go up, but it's just funny that they also represent it in the, the amount of time they give you each time. So I fucking love the music in this stage. It's really, really good. And uh, yeah. I got the cross weapon right from the jump, which has a nice boomerang effect to it that uh, I always did. The boomerang, uh, it's kind of like a video game staple, an 8-bit video game staple. And I just love those because they always have kind of a doubly effect to them and that they go out and then come back and you can usually get some bonus wax on things with those, you know, so. Oh, yeah. You could, like, take out a row of candles. It, like, goes with you. It had a pretty long reach, <laughs> I thought, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it does have yeah almost full screen. Yeah, it's all like the, the game I think of uh, when I really think of boomerang mechanics on 8-bit. NES shit is is Ninja Turtles. You know, you can like you can you can throw out a boomerang and that fucker will just go. If you don't allow <laughs> if you don't allow it to return to you, like touch your sprite, that thing will just stay out and going, you know. So if you keep jumping it, you can just leave that fucker out. And it never, it never even leaves, you know, and like classic fucking NES. The, the physics of it, it never loses momentum. It's it's like a perpetual, nice. perpetual motion machine, you know, it will keep going the same length. It does not dissipate, even though that defies all laws of physics. <laughs> hey, Ninja Turtles is a comic book. This is comic book logic. We'll go with it. <laughs> so it's a short ascent through some Black Knight uh, and Bat sprites that you got to deal with, and like a little bit of platforming before getting to the next wooden chamber door. And that's actually what I'll call these henceforth chamber doors. <laughs> chamber door. Ooh, official. Right. Uh, which is very appropriate, I agree. So stage five has this, uh, this area starts by putting you in a shooting gallery for a barrage of the flying Medusa heads, which have... Oh, yeah, these are so annoying. Yeah, flying enemies suck as always, man. Uh, they have, <laughs> and these in particular, yeah, they have that uh, kind of like a vertical weave to their pattern as they move horizontally, you know? So they, mm -hmm. it's, uh, what do you call it? It's kind of sine wavy, you know? Yeah. And... Those are a little difficult to track with your fucking slow-ass whip, so they're annoying. And the upper level of this has those, but also with some platforming drizzled in, so that is particularly difficult. And, yeah, yeah definitely had some pitfall deaths happen here. <laughs> oh, yeah. you could. I, I feel like you could definitely get used to the Medusa's pattern for the most part, but then if you had to do anything else, like fight another enemy combined with that timing right. of Medusa jumps, then it was like, oh. Yeah, and they... And, and again, kind of, uh, you know, just dissecting the mechanics of all this from a programmer perspective. Like there, are multiple times later in the game, they, you know, that is, they implemented that as a tool of destruction. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Using the Medusa heads as like, and just an added difficulty to something else. You know, is, is very much a mechanic they use later in the game. You know, so. Oh yeah, uh, it's yeah funny that you observe. Easy that. to jump over by itself. You pair it with something else, and then all hell breaks loose. Cool. Yeah, for sure. And you platform through the full length of this area. Then you have to backtrack across moving and static platforms higher up to get to the chamber door. That's kind of like that was basically right above you where you started. You know, so this is this is one of the examples of yeah exactly what we said that it's not always moving linear left to right because you sometimes will backtrack on a different plane. You know, so yeah. On the way, this one actually I, wasn't bad though. I remember going through here and thinking this was like pretty, 
pretty no. standard. You know? Yeah. Well, the yeah the up the upstairs area was actually the platforming area was easier, which is a rarity. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> because it was, they they didn't fucking hit you with any sprites really for the most part it was pretty empty so on the way i took notice how uh, annoying the idle item drop candle placements can be uh, as they're often like they're they're often in between the apex of your jump which you you know when just like the physics of a jump you you spend a moment at that apex because you're on both halves of the of the jump motion mm-hmm. for a second you know so like the candles are up there you have like uh, a reasonable window to hit and then of course at ground level you have a reasonable window to hit. but when they put one in between those two places vertically it was always like three four jumps to get the fucking thing because timing your slow ass whip with when you'll be passing through that exact sprite level was never an easy thing to, to pull off you know so oh man i didn't even try when it, if yeah. it was in between and there was a potential for death i'm not even trying for it <laughs> yeah I'm yeah, moving uh, on. <laughs> I don't care what's in there. A lot of busy work, trial and error shit, and that's yeah, yeah. I don't fucking these games shouldn't have busy work in them like that. That has no <laughs> no purpose. It's a limitation that they're trying to like service the aesthetic of the game, you know, ba- like circumvent the, the 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 programming limitations, but still have it look pretty. And like you know, sometimes you just can't get that with these. Like I'll accept a slightly a slightly more regimented looking layout of the fucking candles to not have to deal with that. Like I'll take option B, you know what I mean? <laughs> See, it's funny you say that. Cause I, I thought about it in a completely different way. I thought they put them there on purpose to test you. Like try to get this. You're probably going to die. Yeah, no. And, and, and I, then, and I just didn't go for the bait. I was like, Nope, I'm not going sure. for that. Like yeah, I thought the, they specifically put that shit there. Mega man one up <laughs> theory for sure. Yeah. Some of them are that I 100% and like, yes, I get that. That's fine. But the, there's also some that are just in, you know, an open area on a fucking static platform. There's no sprites coming in. There's no other uh, difficult thing to navigate. It's oh just, yeah. Um, yes. It's okay. Place, yeah. It's just in a place where you got to fucking jump four times to get it uh, and do some busy work and like that. <laughs> yeah 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 so like practice jumping practice yeah, like i got a, I on the courtyard with a bird bass i got it was we don't need to do that <laughs> the so yeah you get to the, the chamber door here it takes you into stage six and uh, this area kicks off with these mechanical spike traps that drop from the ceiling over and over and these were very reminiscent of a sequence in contra to me you know it must be like a oh yeah a, 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 it's a staple yeah a konami stable for sure so these are those are followed by a couple of your first uh, interactions with the dragon skull cannons, which are it's like two little dragon heads sitting on top of each other, one face in each direction, and they fire these fireball projectiles, and they have kind of a randomness to them, and they're like this. Sometimes it's only one fireball, sometimes it's two. So like that's an it you know it's like that seems like a small difference, but it's like in 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 the way these are used, which are often as something that's set far back and you're going to have to work through, like in, in this case, they're platforms. And this is actually a perfect example of what I was saying earlier, where you're going to pin yourself up against a wall before you jump onto the next platform because you're trying to time yourself with these fucking fireballs flying by. And the idea that you got to jump up multiple times while fire, while you're trying to time your, your jump up between fireballs is obviously a huge pain in the ass. That is entirely just a bad mechanic not a difficulty implication you know or see uh, these were annoying but i feel like if you like got close enough like definitely if you were farther away they would sometimes throw one but if you got close enough they would always throw that two pattern but if you had like the highest version of your whip 
you could just blast the fireballs and the dragon. So if I could get if close, close, if yeah, I could sure. my jump, jump, then spam. yeah, I would just run up close and just. <laughs> just but you got to get up onto that platform to do that, and that and this that's yeah. like, the, this presentation here is there's like three levels you got to go on, I believe, to get up to the one that it's on. You know, and I also uh, part of my problem here too is that I did not. I thought they were invincible. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, really? I could even kill them. So, because they make when you hit them, they make that chink chink noise that sounds like you're not doing anything. You know, <laughs> uh, that is true. That was a deceiving noise throughout. Yeah, yep, I agree. So yeah, when I and, and they do take of course a few hits. So when that I got that noise cue and it did not kill them, I thought I just had to jump over them. You know, so that was also a somewhat complicating thing for these my first time. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I actually, and this actually, this was, I did, I, I said I didn't find anything hidden. That, that was a lie. I did find my second time through here after the fucking those pricks killed me the first time. The, uh, I found the double shot pickup that was in some bricks here that you could break. You broke the brick and got got the double shot, which is, it basically, the your secondary weapon kind of has this. You can't. I, I think maybe you. It's it's. I don't know if it's just slightly faster. I don't, I don't think you can. I think you can only fire. You can only have one on the screen at a time, basically normally. And then you get when you get these double shot and triple shot pickups, they allow you to have. You, know, you can fire three or two right in a row there, so you don't have to wait for Whoa. them to come off. Wait, screen. is that what those two and threes yep. blocks are for? Yep. I did, I had no idea. I thought they were just like random power ups. I because I I picked those up whenever I got them, but I just figured. Whatever, something special to pick up. I'm gonna pick it up, but I couldn't figure hey. out what the fuck they did, man. How, how many times do you got to hear? You got to read the fucking manual first. How many times? No, out of, <laughs> out of principle now, Josh. It's, it's out of principle. All right. <laughs> live live but, a lesser life, Jay. <laughs> well, with this, with this one, I mean, I will say I thought this was pretty easy up through stage seven and it only got harder at then because I had to take a break to adult. But like up to this part, like I pretty much didn't need it. I was just kind of like rolling through jumping through stuff and kind of making it work so i was like yeah i'm good i'm doing well enough you know could it could it have been optimal yes much better anyway so um yeah it's described in the manual as allowed use of throwing weapons twice in a row so mm. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so upstairs in here, there's a big open room with the flying Medusa heads again, and then they, uh, this is fitting as they lead up to the next boss battle, and this time that boss is the Queen Medusa, and her her lair is very, very pretty lair. Uh, she's in this stained glass cathedral room. There's a statue of her in the middle, and you you absolutely have that. I got there, and I was like, you're up against the door, and there's a statue, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened for a second before she appears, you know, at the where the statue is in the middle of the room. So, so yeah, she 100% caught me slipping the first time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I did not realize that I was in a boss battle at all, and uh, she fucking killed me because of that. Because I was like in a bad position when I started. So yeah, Dude, so she, she was definitely tough. Definitely tough. I I still beat her on the first try, but like I almost died. Like I was like, yeah, it was very close. Yeah, she attacks in this also in a flying swooping manner actually, but she adds in the difficulty of dropping snakes to the ground that do kind of this mad dash towards you. So you have you have her you got to deal with in the air, and then she'll drop these things that are coming at you on the ground. So mm-hmm. that's of course a complicating difficulty mechanic and. Uh, I got there leading up to her. I got a triple shot pickup in the hallway. So 
the NES gamer veteran of me, uh, <laughs> I, I was expecting <laughs> that I was expecting that she would be vulnerable to the secondary weapon because of that. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. another example too of that thing I kind of say where they they dictate in the design of the game how you're supposed to approach a problem. And that's really cool. You know, if you're willing to be perceptive enough to implement that and try to use those inputs, uh, that that's you know funny big game design to me. So I, had the whole I like your analytical thought process to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had the holy water at the time, and once she swooped low enough to get her with that. I just laid into her with it, and the holy water has maybe maybe it's not always. I didn't test it on every enemy, but in most cases, the holy water will freeze up whoever is caught in it. So yeah, yeah, with her, she one hundred percent like when I hit her with the holy water, just froze up, and I was able to just as long as you have enough hearts to do it with, you can just fucking spam her ass to death, you know. So yeah, that, that that after she caught me slipping that first time because I wasn't expecting the boss fight, she was pretty easy for me actually. Yeah. Yeah, so that is the end of the stage, of course, and then you're moving on to stage seven. You get our map screen, and then they begin you uh, with a 500 count timer in stage seven. So it is, again, upticking. And it's an outdoor courtyard feel again, though there's lots of stone architecture shit in the background. And the first appearance of my boys, the the, the illustrations that I liked, uh, occur here, and they are the hunchbacks, and they have considerably more mobility and dexterity than I would have guessed. <laughs> oh, man. I like, hated these things. My yeah, they gosh. were a pain in the ass. And they, yeah, I don't know, just your expectation, like, you, yeah, I think the Hunchback of Notre Dame is what I think of, and, like, that is not a mobile mobility-based character. <laughs> Hunchbacks? Dude, I was thinking they were, like, freaking circus yeah, like they look like midnights, like yeah, yeah, some they, kind they, of they, evil leprechaun creatures or something, right? Yeah, they, like they, Toad, like Toad from the X Men, always like jumping around, like the cartoon yeah, Toad. Good, good comparison, sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the in-game sprite is not the best uh, correlation to the illustration, or yes, what you would think of a hunchback, <laughs> classically. So yeah, I did yeah, not get a hunchback out of that. This is yeah. news to me. Yep, that's what they were, and they were definitely pains in the ass, for sure. And yeah, later on, those are implemented, too, in ways or in places where they are kind of like the secondary difficulty to another problem, you know? Yeah, so. that's how they do, man. They just stack the stack enemies that are just difficult enough, just right. a little right. annoying yeah, like, together, and, like, and it just creates chaos. Yep, yeah, complementary mechanics often, you know, that we'll do, like, where one thing's flight path or whatever will is 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 particularly complicating for whatever the other thing does you know which again very good game design to be able to reuse assets like that and and have them present a new problem is good good game design so not much else doing here before the chamber door to stage eight and in stage eight it looks much of the same as seven and uh this is really the you know i i knew it it's just kind of one of the things that gets talked about, but the fucking stairs, man, they can fuck you so bad in this game. So many times <laughs> yeah, I got they're... caught slipping on the stairs and accidentally. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. yeah, just the, like kind of the normal course of jumping and battling. You can kind of you can you can accidentally end up starting up a flight of them even when you don't want to. And then yes. you know, ah. and, and once you're on stairs, you're helpless. I mean, you, you can use your whip, but you can only use it in the direction the stairs are ascending you can't like go back the other way at least not quickly anyways yeah, and your you mobility is 
gone. You're toast. Yeah, you're even just... worse. I mean, like I said, it's shitty to begin with, but it's even worse uh, in, when you're on those babies. And yeah, it's it's you can't jump, so it's just it's incredibly frustrating. Especially yeah, like I said, when you get stuck on them when you didn't mean to go up them or down them, it's the worst. So yeah, oh, man. very tough. <laughs> and, and they add in the Medusa heads here to, to deal with while you're on them, and that is just max level cheapness because you have no, there's just no chance to avoid <laughs> those. They move way too fast. So <sighs> quite frustrating. And the upper level here have, requires some effective stopwatch implementation. So this is one of the few times where you, you get that stopwatch and you see that you need to use it. So you can yep. frag, yes, use it to frag the dragon head cannons. Um, and I, I, this is actually how I realized I could kill them even. Uh, I didn't even realize uh, when I played that entire first sequence with them that I fucking could. So this is where I learned I could kill them. Use the stopwatch, whack those babies, move on. And they give you the... Uh, this is also where I noticed that you, they give you the Morningstar upgrade, the first candle every time you die. So, like, mm-hmm. again, we'll get to it later, but, like, why even bother to reset? Why not just give me that whip to begin with? Begin with, just, right. Yeah, if you're going to give it to me right every time I die, why even bother to have to pick it up? Yeah. Kind of a bit of a runaround mechanic. And from there, you go into logically stage nine, and then you are on this bridge exterior, and there is a really cool ass looking castle that can be seen off in the distance at this point. So it's probably Dracula's castle. And there's, or like the Dracula's tower, I should say. And this whole thing is Dracula's castle, supposedly. But so you are, you are, there's some really tough platforming sequences here that require uh, a lot of the jumping while whipping kind of deal. Uh, like you like doing it while without even breaking stride. You got to like just whack as you like see it come in and whack oh, yeah. as you're going. You know? And that is, of course, uh, not the easiest mechanic, given the way the, the the slow whip mechanics. And the bridge leads to a boss battle chamber where not one but two mummy men lie and wait for you. Mummy men. Did I say that too fast? Mummy. Men. <laughs> <laughs> mummy men. I uh, definitely died on these dudes like oh, the first couple times. Dude. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they animate. So, like, again, you know, this, you always get with these boss chambers, you always got to get to a certain place in the room before it, the, the boss materializes. So, in this case, you have to get to the middle of the room and then they materialize on each side of you. So, your your first goal is is not even like, I'm not battling these. Like, I need to get out from between these motherfuckers one way or another. And, and like, the way they move, of course, you got to kind of like lure them to one side to even have some space to work with on the other. So, that's that's kind of a complicating thing to begin with. And, they do, as far as their mechanic goes, they do what I would call some less than purposeful pacing back and forth, like kind of <laughs> in general direction. So they're like a little bit aimless in their movement. And they're also, they're firing what I, I'm guessing are mummy wrap tatters at you that are kind of low to the ground. And they, and they almost look snaky, but why would mummies have snakes? I don't know. So, so I think they're, <laughs> you know, uh, gauze wraps. So. After dying a couple of times, I deduced that getting into the right corner of the screen, ducking down, and just spamming the whip like crazy gave me the best odds in here, and that is what I did. <laughs> interesting. We we had interesting strategies. I, I kept dying in the middle, and then, like, I think my save – and here's where save states can get you in the trouble because my save state coming in here only gave me, like, two-thirds health or something, something oh, that was yeah. suboptimal. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe even less than that. And so in the fight, I realized that bottom left brick, if you break it, a turkey drops out. So like oh, no shit. I got into a fight where I was like, okay, that's there. If I get hit at first, I need to get I that. Go over there and do it. So there was, there was there was a pickup in the battle 
arena? in the battle. But like oh, you're obviously, but you're in the middle of these mummies, so I can't even get to it. Like, and I and I don't want to use it like right at the beginning because right. this is a hard battle. So like when I the time I beat this, they had beat me down just when I had like like one or two little ticks of health left, and I was just close enough to grab like break a block, grab the turkey, and get the last couple whips in while my health was refill- nice. refilling. Yeah. It was like intense. Yeah, I definitely did not find that fucking turkey. That's annoying. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, whipping. And I was like, oh shit, look at that. Yeah. All right. So, and that's kind of that's uh, like I said, there's six stages. So that's the midpoint. After these messages, we'll be right back. You left him for dead in Konami's Castlevania. How foolish to presume he perished without leaving a curse. For now, in Simon's quest for Nintendo, fate stalks your very being, and you need more than clues from cowardly villagers to survive when day turns into night. But just keep telling yourself it's only a video game. It's only a... That was a 1988 U.S. TV commercial for Simon's Quest, the RPG-esque follow-up to this game, and it's a pretty heavy commercial. They, that could definitely be Vincent Price's voice in the voiceover, I think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're going hard on the, the horror theme. I like it. Yep. I, yeah, I, I, try, I Googled my ass off to try to see, find out who it was, and I, I was not able to find a, a definitive on it. And there is, it's like, you know, Vincent Price is such a uh, iconic actor that he has a shit ton of stuff out there about like his there are entire reels on youtube of, of vincent price commercials he's done he did so many commercials in his life dude it's ridiculous uh sure. and, yeah and it's always you know they're always playing off his horror status or horror icon status you know to sell some sort of thing that is not related uh, and it's kind of like always a juxtaposition context you know so mm-hmm. it's funny fun, fun little google if you want some some uh, random entertainment, and it's. I think also a funny thing about that commercial. Every screenshot is just of Simon walking back and forth in a town. Like, why? <laughs> the, literally the most boring visual in the game. That's all it shows you. And like, they're not. He's not even doing anything with purpose half the time. He's like, he'll be bugging, just walking back and forth, and they have him turn and move back the other way. And that's like the whole screenshot that they give you before cutting back to that kid. You know, which is just I. Don't know, awful <laughs> salesmanship maybe the game maybe they didn't want to like make it so that he was like in an active battle against a very scary thing maybe they didn't want to scare you too, yeah. too much you know what that, I mean? maybe that that you that's a very good point it could literally have been a counter uh parental fucking fear tactic you know if we show any yeah. of this terrible shit that he's going to be doing uh with all these uh scary things and biblical imagery <laughs> that, it'll be, <laughs> sell as many units. that could that could that is a very good explanation actually Anyhow, I could not track down any. I, of course, would rather had a commercial for the first Castlevania, and I could not find any of those. So there, there was no. There was a Japanese one, but I didn't think it had 20 seconds of <laughs> fucking speaking in Japanese would be of much benefit to the bulk of our listeners. So I didn't uh, want to use that. So Simon's Quest, it was, and. We are moving into stage 10 in the game here, and it after you get the map screen walkthrough thing, we actually get a slightly different variance to the in-between stage action as Simon falls down a very deep shaft after you do that. That was surprising. Yeah. I was like, whoa. All right. So yeah, he falls down that very deep shaft into... Uh, at first, I was kind of like, is this a graveyard kind of deal? But no, it's it's more of a, I would call it a subterranean cave, uh, and it is your stage 10. And the music down here is very spooky. 
I like it a lot here. And I liked those crunched up skeletons that are strewn about too. Kind of, they're just like somewhat background imagery, you know? It was very. Oh, yeah. Again, kind they of just, just further than intent to it. usually go, yeah. Very well done. And you start this level off with a moving platform sequence that's over water with Fishman jumping out of it. And it's a real bitch, as you would assume it would be. <laughs> uh, and there's. I, oh, easy. man. I did this part so many times yeah, over and over. Say, easily double digit safe scum loads on this baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. my, my daughter was sitting there at this point. Both Zion and Zeke were sitting there watching me play. And I got pat. I got a little farther, and then I was like, "You should say it right now." I was like, "No, I'm doing well. I keep going." And I immediately died. I immediately died. She just looked at me, and I was just like, "Backseat oh. from kids. That's great." <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Uh, so they put a terribly cheap spot after a high cliff part where you you have this row of very cool looking bones. Uh, piles jutting up out of a platform of the water in a way that makes it look like uh, like a surface you can walk on, but it is not. <laughs> so like these things look like platforms, but when you go to step on them, you just fall right through into the water and die. And that is really cheap. <laughs> so many times, like the first time I just immediately did that. And I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, how do I know what I can't? Like, that was one of those frustrations for me throughout. Like from this point forward, th there are definitely multiple times where I was like, can I step there? I don't know. I, I guess we're just going to find yep. out. Let me save it. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's it's funny, too, because I don't know. I never tried it in this. But in Simon's Quest, there's a, a bunch of situations where you have no visual cue that something, you know, they, they look like normal stone block platforms that are like everything else in these in these castles and stuff that you, you go into. And there's no way to know that they are false blocks that you can fall through other than using the holy water so like simon's quest turns oh. into you know once you if you're playing smart you're just just dude spamming the fucking holy water in front of you as you move because otherwise there's no way to know these things are pits so <laughs> once you get the holy water that's all you're doing in all the fucking castles and like i never thought to try it in this one but like that would have been the only only thing i can think of where you where that you could discern that something isn't that you know but in this game you don't you know you don't you got to have the holy water for that to even be an option. And it's not like there's holy water fucking everywhere in this game. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't I don't recall if I had it at this time or not, but it would have been nice to be able to do that, to use that little trick. Yeah, this part yeah. was definitely tough. Yep. I, and yeah, that platform you had to like stay ducked down on or get knocked off into the water also did be yeah. kind of dirty here too, you know. Definitely got knocked off. <laughs> yep. yep. And you climb a set of stairs after all that hero, all those harrowing trials, and you move into stage eleven from there. Uh, and I guess this is like there's no chamber door here, so I was like, oh, th those must be a thing of the past now. <laughs> and for some reason, this was the only one, only situation where that was the case. There was no chamber door, so I wasn't yeah. sure uh, where the stairs uh, come out. Uh, come, yeah, wasn't sure where the stairs come out at. But there's a really hot looking mountain range backdrop and a banger of a music track playing for stage eleven here. And they fucking this stage, they really give it to you. It is a hundred percent action. All <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Let's this go. is another, right. This is another one of those situations where you talk about the hunchbacks, whether the complicating thing that's presented to you and you, yeah, you, cause you have these, the Eagles, they're flying back and forth and they actually drop their, their, their carrying hunchbacks in their talons as they fly. So, you know, they, they're not terribly, they don't really offer much. Some of them do fly kind of low. So you may have to take consideration for the, for the, the eagles themselves but for the most part this is about 
having to deal with a constant onslaught of the fucking hunchbacks being dropped on top of you, you know? Oh, man. And I, I thought I called them freaking storks, like those, you know, those old <laughs> cartoons where the sure. storks would deliver babies. I was yep. like, what are these storks carrying freaking evil hunchback me- leprechaun guys? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And they, yeah, so they, well, there's only one. They're pretty manageable, you know, and like really what this is about is learning to get your ass into the position so you, you know, can time the second. Because basically if the hunchback, if you get past, if you let the hunchback do any jumping, you're kind of fucked. So like the, the, really the way you need oh, yeah. really to deal with this optimally, you're killing the hunchback the second it hits the ground uh, oh, yeah. after, after dropping. from Just the, the constant going jumping whip, like just not even, right. move, not stopping. That's what I did. Yep, for sure. And when there's only one, that's a pretty manageable situation. But when they when they when they start dropping, when 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 they're when they're sending two of those fuckers onto the screen at the same time, and sometimes they'll just they really do just clip them right one right after each other, so they're like one right behind the other. So there's just no way to possibly get yourself into a position where you're going to be able to kill the thing on fall. And when that happens, they can it can kind of start to snowball on you and really fuck you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, you're, then you're messed up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you're not, yeah, if, basically, if you're not sporting the second morning star here, you are totally fucked. So thankfully, oh yeah, you have that, that, and you're just kind of you're just good, like yeah. bounce and roll. Yep. Uh, but they, yeah, they they suddenly do the trailer, and then they all they, they're also flying. Sometimes, you know, for the most part, you're moving left to right here, and they come from right. But on occasion, they'll send one from behind you too, and that is a, a real fuck you. <laughs> uh, and they're usually also on in that case, they're usually very low too. They they usually come in very low from the from the left side when the rare occurrences when that happens so yeah it's tough man so that's a it's a very very tough stage and, and, and like you said yeah you are just fucking tearing ass through it like there was the optimal way to get through it move, really move, the only move, hope move. Of, <laughs> yeah the only hope really, i shouldn't even say optimal is, is to just yes tear ass through it and at the very end of the stage they put this is the first time you see one of these the skeleton dragons and it's it's above the chamber door to stage 12 so the chamber doors are back in this case and yeah and they put one right above it so like you know, you're coming through that, and you're just like you're moving at constantly getting to it. Like I didn't even think about battling that thing, dude. I just neither did I. <laughs> straight at the door. Uh, so yeah, sorry. straight through. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. there's a bad guy. Oh, past him. Yep, fuck him. So yeah, so there's one of those, and then you're moving on to stage twelve through the chamber door. And stage twelve had all the look of being a boss approach. It's one of those, you know, kind of these later stages. They all have uh, kind of a like an approach sequence. That you oh, know, yeah. is you know it's it's a narrative tool to make you give you anticipation for the uh, knowing that you're coming to a boss battle anyways given the stage number, uh, which is a nice touch. So yeah, this one has a like a really long narrow hallway and they have they drop a few of those skeleton dragons in there as well and those are actually pretty easy. It's pretty cool that when you not killing the first one this is the first time it happened of course. <laughs> so the when you kill them they have they don't. Like instead of just dropping one thing, like each each link in their neck is its own sprite. So when you kill them, they all drop and uh, a drop uh, a pickup, you know, which is tons of hearts. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly, and a real nice touch, and very gratifying. When you kill those babies, and it does indeed lead to a boss battle this hallway, and the boss is Frankenstein, and he has a fucking hunchback on his head. <laughs> that freaking hunchback, man. That, oh, it took me a couple tries. Probably three. Oh, really? This was a, this fight was a bitch for me, man. Because he, he was you couldn't kill the hunchback. He would, like, just freeze. Right, But, like, yeah, his, exactly. his would throw, like, one randomly spaced fireball, and it would just, like, take so much health. So yeah. much, yeah. So yeah, that's so the 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 mechanic situation here. So that like the 
you know, Frankenstein himself offered very little threat, basically. He, cut, he, he moves slowly. He doesn't even really get up on top of you, I felt. He felt like almost kind of kept his distance. Um, and But the hunchback was invincible. You couldn't kill a thing. So it, it would just bounce around the room, and yeah, you hit it once, and it would just freeze for a second, which uh, even targeting it to try to get that, like, if you want to call that a beneficial uh, happening, like trying to target him for that was a complete waste of your resources, <laughs> you know? So really you're just dealing with this thing bopping around the fucking screen. It could jump so high, so much higher than the other ones <laughs> in, in the normal yeah. levels, you know? So yeah, like a really highly mobile hunchback and yeah, firing those fucking fireballs and shit. And I, I mean, yeah, I wrote these jungle jimmying around the room. <laughs> That's what oh man. Jungle Easily. jimmying. Uh, so yeah, a huge fan of the fucking ass. And, and, what I, I, I mean, I don't, I didn't write down how many times it took me, but it was, I fucking saved scum a lot on this time. I went through a lot of these battles and what I ended up devising was, and it kind of, it's funny of these games. All, I mean, like once you, once you know, find a chink in the armor, you're like, Oh, I'll try that fucking that cheese. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, in this case I got, I figured it wasn't the right corner. So at least it was a different corner, I guess, but the left corner using the way the platform was in that room on the left-hand side, it's like at eye level to Simon. And there's basically two blocks worth of space there to the left of that platform yep. that you can move and move around in. And because of that platform being there and the edge of the screen being there, like the the hunchback would bounce off. You know, it could not go off screen, basically. So in that you you could get him in a pattern where he would bounce off the side of the screen and then carry him off that thing. And basically could never get down into that. Really? You know, if, if you, if you would have to get him on the right track, like it was not every time, which, you know, yeah. even once I devised this, I would still, it was not a perfect system at all. But once you got him on that track and he was just moving in kind of that, that square around the room and you're not moving anymore. Cause you're in that one little area. There was like, <laughs> he would still fire a fireball that would hit the, the leftmost square at eye level so in those sequences i would have to position myself up against the platform you know so on the right block mm. of those two and like that was basically the system and then frankenstein would just walk in and out of range of my morning star from that vantage point you know so that was how i beat the fucker basically was devising this cheese tactic where i stood in the corner and kind of negated the effectiveness of the hunchback entirely and just kind of worked my way through slowly um whack interesting i i had i think i backed into that corner and just ended up there and like found a way to like where the hunchback he he spun towards me and i ended up whipping him when he was like in the block but like yeah. high enough where i could get him with like one weapon but still whip Frankenstein. So I was like right. continuously whacking him so he's frozen, hitting Frankenstein, whacking the guy. <laughs> Frankenstein. Oh, you locked him in place. That. I see. Okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like I, somehow lucked into it though. It was yeah, not a that, planned approach. Yeah, that was that would have been very tough to make happen on demand for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this movement pattern. Um, yeah. So I got my the. This is the first time I actually got a one up from point tally here. I got to the the, yeah. the post boss point tally put me up over eighty grand and, and gave me a one up. So. Nice. That's how the mechanic of that works. 80 grand. At least I think that's the first time. Maybe there was one. I didn't know this before that, but 80 grand was the first one up. And then you move into stage 13 and the map screen shows. This is the first time I noticed it. There's a fluttering bat 
in what I'm guessing is Dracula's lair, or what I was guessing was Dracula's lair on the the map. So that's cool, letting you know that's coming, you know. And stage 13 starts with a a real kick in the teeth (laughs) as it it has two hunchback pricks are just waiting to pounce on you in the second second the stage starts. And I I fucking hate when games do that. Like, you know, I, I already described it. Like when you start one of these levels, you don't even, especially coming out of these boss battles, you don't, it's not like you with the other stages where you walk through a door and you kind of see that next room coming a little bit. In these cases, you're just, you know. Cut, cut from it. black. Cut from black. You're there. So you like you need a moment to like orient yourself and like get figure out what's going on and like to drop an enemy on you that immediately starts on you is a real fuck you. I think. Uh, oh man, on in that part particularly, I hadn't even saved yet from beating the last right, level. Yeah, exactly, right, and like, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, Zion and Zeke, they're sitting there, you know, watching and they're talking to me. So I actually had turned my head. And was answering a question, and they the freaking leprechauns freaking hit me. I was so mad. I was like, I didn't even save it yet. Damn. <laughs> Agreed. Anyways, so there's another banger music track here, and uh, this got me thinking about the composer a little bit. So I looked up the name of the composer is Kanuyu Yamashita, and she is credited as James Banana in the game, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> not James only, Banana. Yeah. Not only not giving her credit at all, but using a shitty, no less male pseudonym you know uh so that's that was Uh, fucking lame by konami i think and this so many things i could say (laughs) yeah yeah. so the stage 13 is a a castle-y stair climbing sequence that puts you in somewhat of a shooting gallery for these skeletons that are lobbing bones at you the whole time you know uh the white skeletons and this opens up into a very nimble action area with hunchbacks and red skeletons, which will be a new enemy. And the red skeletons are, they come up out of the ground, like you see a little pile of bones there, and they come up from those and then attack you. And when you kill them, they turn back into a pile of bones, but they don't die. They can reanimate after a beat, you yeah. know, so. You just break them, essentially, yep. for a few seconds. <laughs> yep. And, and then with the, given that there's fucking hunchbacks running around, it's complicating because you're, of course, going to be focusing on the hunchbacks and then to have to deal with another sprite while you're trying to track down a hunchback is a, is a very difficult thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definite uh, difficulty turn up here. Yep. And so you go through that little sequence and then you get your next chamber door here into stage 14. And it looks the same in here. And your first order of business is meeting Axemen for the first time. And these fuckers are they're like they're very heavily armored. They move slow, and they just kind of move back and forth, and then chuck axes at you that have a boomerang effect to them. They like they go fly straight out and fly back to them. So they're not different. It's just this, slow fragging yeah. them. This part because they move and like in relation to how close you are to them. Right. This is when I accidentally found out about the power of the freaking holy water because. You know, I would naturally just grab, like, the axe to try to fight them back. But then, before I did that, I I kept the holy water because I was like, let me try this. And it, like, nuked him. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> let me keep this holy water, man. Forget these axes. So, we're, like, right here, trying to get the freaking second night, you know, guy up on the stairs. Once I could get him in range of that holy water, it was a wrap. Yep. Yeah, the first one actually, the first of those two, it just glitched off the screen for me. And I'm actually, well, it's funny. I'm watching, Same. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the playthrough here and it happened to this guy too, sir. Or a guy or girl, I don't know who's playing. But yeah, so that's that's the way to do it with the first one. You glitch, just glitch off the screen. The second one, so yeah, that happened. <laughs> and the second one kept going off and coming back. So yep. I assumed, you couldn't glitch him. Right. But I assumed 
because it's just you know fucking NES man. I, I assumed that that going off the screen was because re- these things take so many hits to kill. So I assumed that that moving off of screen was resetting its hit points or you know whatever you want to call that the number the amount of damage it had done to it. So I was sitting there like thinking to myself there was just no way I was going to get through this part without taking damage and just you know walking through him because he was resetting this damage and I was never going to kill him before he walked off screen again, you know? So, Hmm. uh, that was not the case of course, but it takes so many hits that I had that fear as I was standing there battling, you know, I mean, dude, no joke, eight or 10, eight eight hits, 10 hits. Like how many, you know, it takes a shit ton of wax to kill those things. So see, that's why, that's exactly why once I learned about the holy water, I was like, Nope, I'm going to time this holy water throw and then walk back. So he walks into it and then done. Because I, I, I was like, annoying trying to whip him. I don't think I even had that at the time. Well, because after this, because I, I don't know how I ended up with it, but I just like kept it through the last stage. But like after this, when you move to the next part, like once we start stacking the mechanics and you get the the freaking uh, hunchbacks with those guys, I felt like I was constantly dying. Like there's no way for me to beat them unless I use holy water. <laughs> yeah. Well, finding, so there was just finding solutions to difficult problems, Jay. That's what this shit's all about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this, there's a lot of I, this. I like this level a lot. There's a lot of cool background imagery. There's like full skeletons chained up on the wall. Uh, what I interpreted the to caskets standing up, man. Right. Yeah. yeah uh, Frankenstein electrode machines. You know, like the the big uh, vacuum oh, tube yeah. things. You know. So yeah, a lot, a lot of cool imagery in the stage, which is cool. And there are smart enemy pairings here too. The X Men uh, that take a million hits. Paired with the red skeletons that can't die. Like, that's a very difficult thing to combine, of course. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's tough. And they, 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 other than that, though, pretty easy run. I wouldn't say this is a terribly difficult level considering how late in the game it is. Uh, it felt like a gift of semi relaxation <laughs> from the Konami yeah. team to some degree before you get into the, the real um, gauntlet of the end of the game. And stage 15 is. Uh, immediately there's a dragon head cannon in your face after after the door into 15, which is <laughs> presenting you with shit before you have your, your bearings is, 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 a, is a brutal tactic. But you quickly work your way up to the easily identifiable boss battle approach, and it is festering <laughs> with those axemen and fortified with a constant onslaught of Medusa heads, which is a really tough combination. Dude, um, coming up of those stairs, I had to save scum this so many times right here. Because it was here. like Medusa's coming from my right, the axe guy's coming throwing the axes, and then you had also Medusa's coming from the left at the same time. And this is where I kept getting caught on the freaking stairs because I would try to like duck the axes and instead start going down the stairs. And yeah. then Medusa would hit me, and I was like, ah, oh, get me off the freaking stairs. Yeah, very frustrating. Brutal right here. Yeah, I, I eventually realized that I could somewhat reliably stand in the Medusa flight pattern free place and just fire the cross weapon I had to kill the axemen so like i would find like you know the, the, the medusa heads would stay you know even everyone would come and, and work the same flight pattern if you stayed stationary and yeah. yeah i i devised a tactic where i would just duck and be underneath their flight pattern and just pepper the the axe man with the cross until it was dead and that's how yeah that's the only way i got through here otherwise yeah i never i don't know if it ever would have happened <laughs> <laughs> you can't, like, i don't see how the hell you do it just kind of straightforward you know no, you gotta have special weapons. There's just impossible. Yeah. So if you can emotionally survive that, it is boss battle time, and Grim Reaper is your adversary. And easily the biggest bullshit of this fight is the first spawn of his sides. The 
like one appears no matter where you're at. So I say scum many times here or save loaded many times. And one appears directly above Simon's dumbass mobile head. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> yeah, so, so if you jump, you're fucked. And of course, you're going to be like your instinct is to jump to avoid the other two that are flying at you from the sides, you know. So like it's just it's just a very brutal way to start the fight because you're going to you're almost certainly taking some damage unless you get really lucky. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a freaking tough one, man. This yep. is a tough one. Yep, and the, yeah, the re- going forward, the rest of them, he, you know, Grim Reaper again, kind of his actual sprite is somewhat minimal. The threat he kind of moves in this floaty back and forth deal, but the the, the spawning sides are just a random. They randomly pop up in groups of three in the room and then fly at your ass, you know. So oh yeah, easily the most tough thing. I was just throwing holy waters up trying to get them get their flight path as they come to me, just trying to holy water everywhere essentially. Yeah. Uh, I did not have the holy water here. I had the cross. So yeah, that's what I was doing. I had the, it has a great range and the boomerang effect. So I would just, you know, I had the optimism of being able to pull this, like where, you know, I had half a life bar, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I can make this happen by just kind of whipping those boomerangs out and letting them go and dodging mm. the size. Um, so yeah, that's a, he wasn't honestly terribly difficult for me. The little, I, you know, foreshadowing or spoiler i guess more so you know i definitely had to google how to battle dracula later on and in doing that i saw a lot of people saying that grim reaper was considered to be actually more difficult than dracula and i was like fuck what plan are you fucking on <laughs> where you feel that way dude exactly uh, this dude was exactly. nowhere near as hard as dracula so yeah. Nowhere near. Like I did. I did not have to Google how to defeat the right, precisely Dracula. Yeah, exactly. Come it on. Still, I mean, it still took me. It still took me like a dozen, fifteen fucking attempts or something. Yeah, but I, a lot I, of times. Yeah. I saw the road to victory at least. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, this, this uh, Dracula that was not the case. So yeah, I mean, what my actual plan? I ended up staying on the like if I stayed in this big central platform in the middle and then alternating sides to keep the size guessing. Like, I was able to luck into, into victory, you know? Um, like yeah, actually, it was hard for me to tell when I was really doing damage, because, like, I don't know. I, maybe I didn't have my sound turned up loud enough. I just wasn't – I thought I was trying to stay alive because my health was so low. And then all of a sudden, I think one of the kids was like, you almost beat him, Daddy. And I was like, oh, man. You know, I was like, I'm actually winning. So <laughs> I, I, I did not feel like I was doing – having an effective strategy. I was just trying to survive that from the freaking – his weapons he was throwing. It's fucking in, in the zone. Uh, not even real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's tough for sure, which is, you know, the second to last boss. That's how it should be. So you kill that fucker, get your orb, and then you are moving on to the final little run in this game with stage 16. And it is it's one, yet another banger of a track here. here. And is yep. this <laughs> one of the ones you picked? 16. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our, our last music cue was stage 16, yeah. So, yeah, uh, you were able to uh, uh, discern that. That is as, as good as I was thinking it was, too. And it is uh, another elevated castle exterior environment here, and it looks great. And they actually give you 700 count on your timer for for these three stages. So, maximum difficulty. Going to be tough, player, yeah. FYI. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they followed through on that with these freaking bats, man. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, I mean, basically a mini boss fucking rush you know and uh, yeah, this whole stage is fighting the phantom bats from stage three and uh yeah it was not you know I, I, the second i saw that i was like oh fuck man this, right. last, <laughs> this last 
three stages is going to be a bitch if this is how it's starting. So yeah, so you got to yeah. fight basically a boss battle uh, if you want to kill it. And what I learned was I don't need to do that. <laughs> so exactly, I, I ran. Dude. Yep, yep. <laughs> fighting fighting them is an asinine strategy on these fucking platforms. So yeah, I just ran through this fucking area, uh, and occasionally it would they would fly low enough before you could. Uh, it wasn't even necessarily flying low enough. It was when they come up from b- below you. Yeah. A lot of times they would stop. But not always, you know. So the, the ones that would that would usually catch me would be the ones that are coming up, and for whatever reason that makes them stop or not stop uh, before they get to the platform level or fly through the platform. Rather, uh, the only time I would really get caught is when that would happen. But that did happen a few times. I did have to fucking load more than once here for sure. Yes, but same. That is how you get through there, and uh, there's maybe like a half dozen of them, I would say, before you get to the stage door, and then the, actually this is another instance where you don't have the, the chamber doors, which is interesting. It's only two in the whole game. Uh, instead of a chamber door, a wooden chamber door, you get a big gargoyle head that you walk into the open mouth of, you know. I so, liked it, a la yeah. Mario 2. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's what, yeah, it reminded me of the, yeah, the, the eagle heads that are... In, in the stage doors are used for the stage doors and that so that takes you into 17 and 17 is a clock tower interior and it is a fucking shit show this way when you when you text oh. me, yeah when you texted me it, it you're in a clock tower so you're like you're moving the stairs you're fucking moving up down all over the place and it has the same it has those eagles dropping the hunchbacks again like we talked about for the earlier stage but obviously with a much more difficult environment to navigate uh, while yeah. So yeah. So yeah. When you told me you were you were well, you were texting yesterday and saying you were nearing your way to Dracula, I was like, "Fucking enjoy that clock tower, dude." <laughs> so. Man, this is exactly where I was like. First of all, there's chaos, enemies everywhere, and then on top of that, where where can I stand? Like, I died falling off stuff, thinking, "Okay, right. I don't." I didn't even think I could stand on those gear things. Like, what? Like, yep. where do I go right here? And then here's some more hunchbacks. Enjoy. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a clock tower. So yeah, the the actual environment. There's all these gears and shit. And yeah, you, you know, some of it looks like background imagery. Some of it's not. It's yeah, it is. It is. It's a tricky, tricky sequence. Especially you know because yeah, it, it, again, it's I like I was describing earlier with the the one thing, like, you, the bones and, and the level where you're not sure where you can stand them or not. It's mm-hmm. it's just such a cheap thing to like for me for the difficulty be to be based in just not knowing whether the NES is fucking with me or not. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, <laughs> there's no way to, like, it's just exploiting the lack of definition and the lack of graphic capability this machine has is really where, you're, where, the, where the difficulty is found. It is not in uh, an otherwise presented problem set. You know what I mean? And, like, I, just, I hate it when the fucking NES does that. Like, the only reason this is hard is because I just don't know what the fuck's going on because this is the fucking NES. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. no, I shouldn't say only. That happens in games fucking, you know, these narcosis and shit. The, uh, the forest does that to me, even. And, and in modern, it pisses me off even more because this machine is capable of me not having a problem. <laughs> and you're still finding a way to, to do that to me. Uh, really pisses me off, so. I feel like it's purposeful in modern ways. It's like, yeah, yeah, but you can figure well, that's the thing. That's what I mean, though. Like the the machine has the ability to not, you know, the, the 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 it it looks so real, or it's capable of things looking so real that that should never be the problem. You know what I mean? Uh, I in in this, at least, it's like that. This machine has limitations that warrant that fucking being the case. True. Anyways, that's it. a whole that's a whole that's a whole episode worth of argument, uh, or <laughs> a topic worthy of a whole episode of argument. Rather, we won't do that here. 
So yeah, just the fucking seventeen just sucked. It was I don't even want to talk about it in all honesty. The end. My, my, my experience with it, like it was it was hard, and I eventually got through it, but it wasn't easy. And uh, moving on to stage eighteen, basically. <laughs> so there's this, there's uh. There is no door to it. I guess this is the third instance of not having a door. So it's yeah, you like I didn't even know necessarily whether I had to, I had to check the stage counter to know that I had moved on to the last stage because you go up those steps and it's kind. Of, I mean, it does have kind of like almost a boss approach feel to it, and that there's you go up to that upper level on the steps and there's no more enemies, but yeah. the environment looks the same, you know. So I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't get ready, yeah, son. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going to happen there. No, I'm saying even before that, even before you come outside. To that st- to the stairs that go up to Dracula's lair, there's the uh, stairs yeah, yeah. stairs that are still in the clock tower, the yellow ones that you go up, and there's nothing on that screen either, you know. So, um, and that's before the stage counter clicks. So that's just the end of seventeen. But sure. anyways, you get outside, and there uh, you're 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 at the base of some moss covered stone stairs heading upwards in front of you, you know, and like it it just immediately has the feel of something big is happening, which which is cool and a good job by them. In my anal repetitive BB sacker fucking mentality, the first thought I had looking at that was the safety concerns with these centuries old mossy covered staircases. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, uh, I'm 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 sure Dracula is uh, having adequate safety uh, inspections conducted on these, you know, centuries old fucking stairs. <laughs> not to mention he can't turn into a bat and fly, so I'm sure he's not too concerned. <laughs> too worried about it uh yes you see you go up those and you get to the top of the stairs and there is an absolutely beautiful looking moon crescent shot in the background there right before you go into the lair which is so well done yeah i said i said it was the facebook cover page because it's just fucking beautiful (laughs) so you get to the top of stairs and there's a sequence of item supplying candles so after each time you die and that is gonna fucking happen a lot (laughs) (laughs) a lot your level two morning star and your pick between holy water and the cross as a secondary weapon you know so they uh were aware and expecting that you would need to replenish yourself and that you were not going to kill this guy on the first run <laughs> oh yeah uh, which you shouldn't be able to on a final, final boss of course but uh the, you know it, this whew, this is a brutal battle man i mean this might be and metroid was very hard uh trying to think of some other ones that I've come across here that were pretty fucking difficult. I mean, honestly, maybe the only one I would even compare it to is, is Metroid Mother Brain on the NES. Like, this boss battle, I think, was probably the hardest one I've encountered on the system. Dude, this was so ridiculous. Like, how many times can I jump and swing at this guy and not hit him, and he loses no health? Right, yeah, how yeah. Many yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many things that I was oh. not able. To, like the, the path of success with this ball with Dracula. Like, was there a pattern? Like he would, he would, <laughs> right, he would, right, exactly. he would like sometimes show up on top of me and it hit me, yeah. but sometimes he would appear far away, and I was just like, "What the heck, man?" Yeah. Ugh. I well, okay. Before we even get to fucking his mechanics stuff, so you walk into this room, you you have the candles, you have this little approach, you get to his actual room, and there's a, a coffin lying open center mass, which is a really nice visual touch. And then once you get to the far side of the room, which is where I think that's where the holy water is, I believe. Um, which I didn't even. It's, it's funny. You, I assume you probably did. You which which of those two did you end up? I used the holy water, but it didn't yeah, really yeah. freaking matter. Okay. <laughs> Let's say your reliance on the holy water probably leaned towards holy water, but I, I don't feel like that did anything for me against him. So uh, I stuck with the cross. But uh, in the long run, I mean, the, the secondary weapon is kind of fucking meaningless, I think, against him. Yeah. But 
So once you get to the far side of the room, a, a face comes up out of the floor on the on the side that you entered in. And once it hits boss head level height, his the rest of his cape and body appears below it. And he appears randomly. Like he so, you know, he, that first time he fires this kind of spread three fireball attack, right? And then he disappears. And then from there, it's the cycle of him appearing seemingly completely random as far as what the location of the appearance would be. Often, yes, right fucking on top of you. And then he <laughs> fires that three-level fireball, he disappears and the cycle repeats. And the whole the, the, the thing to hit him, you have to hit him in the melon with... It can be that you can use the cross. It does do damage to him. But you have to hit him with that, which is also slow-moving, or the whip, kind of in this very, win, this very short window that's right around the departure... Of the of the fireball projectile from him, so it's definitely a small window because yeah. there's so many times when I would swing and hit him and nothing would happen. I was like, "What the? What do you mean? Like I hit him in the head? Nothing? <laughs> right? Nothing. Uh, yeah, it's a very yeah. short window, and obviously you have to you're dealing with the fucking fireballs, and it takes a quarter. So your life bar, I think, is 16 units, and it takes a quarter of your life bar every time you lose four of the 16 of your of your 16 life every time he hits you. And anyway, whether it's the fireballs or if he if you touch his sprite. So it's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> and, <laughs> to say and, the least. Yeah, you, you know, you, it's, it, you, you, like, this is, it just highlighted the fucking lack of mobility for this carrot, for this, for your sprite so badly, man. You can't turn and attack quickly. You know, you, you, you have to, you, you wait a beat before the fucking whip actually fires out, which is just sucks for an action platformer. You need quick strike capability so badly in a game yeah. like this. And it's just so complicating to, to not have that luxury, I guess in this game, it's a luxury. It shouldn't be, but it is. So yeah, it's fucking really difficult, man. And like, yes, he, so you you know, the only way, even that, the, the way to keep him from appearing on top of you is you, you learn, you have to be moving at all times. Basically you you got to be constantly in motion. And even then he will sometimes appear in a place. So you know, you're slow, but if you're moving fast enough that if he were to appear where your sprite is, he has mm -hmm. this moment of flashing where he does not affect you or, or take damage, uh, cause you damage. So if he were to appear on you right on top of you, you have enough time theoretically to move. If you're, if you are already moving and you just keep moving, you have enough time theoretically to move past his hitbox and not take damage but this fucking prick <laughs> will, <laughs> it, it, it looks like a glitch it looks like a glitch when it happens it like you yeah. can be constantly moving and then he appears on top of you and you don't break stride if you do it right and then he will still just like his where he ends up like at the end of the flashing where his body ends up fully formed is a little he glitches ahead a box like a, a space mm. and you take fucking damage from it and like that made it impossible to work a system where you could avoid damage every time. And that, oh my God, I was fucking furious, dude. I was oh, screaming at my fucking laptop. The level of curse words that I yeah. was holding back. Oh my gosh. I, Especially when you would like try to time your jump. So he, you're trying to get away from him, trying to make it so that he doesn't land on top of you. And so you avoid him. He's, he's thrown out his three spray weapon 
there'd be so many times that I was trying to quickly, because I'm, I was running away, get far enough away so I could then turn around and jump back. I would jump and still be facing the wrong direction and whip yep. backwards. And I was That's like, exactly what, I was what the yeah. fuck, yeah. dude? Awful, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. And, you know, you, and also, this is, I, I can't believe it didn't come up yet, but so this is when I really started getting pissed off with the secondary weapon deployment because, you know, you can't fucking, dude, there's no fucking way to be in a heated battle like this and not hit up when you hit the jump button. Yes. <laughs> like it's just it is a natural game. thing if you're yeah. a gamer and have played these games. That's what yep. you do. And But if you do that in this game, you fire off your fucking secondary weapon because you're trying to whip two when you jump, of course. And it's just, yep. it, it, you, waste, you waste those few hearts you get before you get to the boss here. You know, if you're, if you're, unless you save scum on your very first save, but if you, there's no way you have enough life to beat him in that case. There's no way you got to this point after going through that goddamn clock tower with a full life bar. It didn't happen. There's exactly. no one on the planet. Fuck you. If you're able to do that, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know? So yeah, there was like, you know, I, I, I was, because I had a shit ton of hearts, I was things like, oh, I can, I can maybe, you know, use my secondary weapon to spam the shit out of this guy. I had like 50 hearts the first time getting to this, but I, yeah. I kept dying. I was like, fucking fuck it. And there's just no fucking way uh, that's going to happen. I need to have a full life bar. So I ended up saving after I died and lost those hearts. And, you know, I had, I go through this whole fucking thing. It's absolutely infuriating. Can't be, I don't even know fucking how many times. Uh, and so then I, I started looking it up. I'm like, fuck, there's just no, I had to walk away. I was furious. I was like, I got to watch a fucking video and figure out how to do this. It's never going to happen. I'm never going to be able to do this fucking dude. Uh, <laughs> so I looked it up and the first video I found was of someone saying, don't like basically to do exactly what I just had not done, uh, <laughs> which was, which was to keep, you know, make sure you have enough hearts so you can, cause this is a holy water trick that you can do, I guess, uh, to, 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 to somewhat cheese the fucker. And, uh, that was even more fear infuriating because yeah, I, I, I didn't have that safe state anymore. So <laughs> like, mm. uh, there was no way to, to cheese it basically. I, and so, yeah, so watching the video, the, the way to do it, and did you end up watching the video, or did you beat him without it? No, I definitely watched the video. I was okay. so angry. Okay, right. So, all right. So, yeah. So, the way you do it is you have to – I do I, – I mean, I mean, 50. 50 fucking loads. I, I Easily. Yeah. Uh, before I watched the video, I'm saying. And it never, <laughs> it never even once occurred to me that I would be able to jump over those fireballs. It just never crossed my mind because if it comes out in the spread motion and the, the top one – or, or goes one, up. one goes up and there's just no way in my, it didn't even, not even fucking kind of cross my mind. It's not like I tried it, failed and was like, Oh, that doesn't work. Never even thought of that being a possibility. So that pissed me wow. off. But yeah. So what you have to do is you have to jump over the fucking time, your jump to jump over it when he fires them and then whack his ass in the head with your whip uh, when that happens. And you know, once I watched the video and I, I mean, I still died a bunch of times before I got, any sort of groove yeah. with it but it is once you know that it is fighting this fucker is a semi copable thing it was not i no longer felt it was impossible once i knew that but i don't see how you know i don't know i guess it's trial and error that's what these things are about it's not like you know you're not going to get a briefing beforehand of what to try but that would have never occurred to me i don't know you know and, and again especially like thinking about doing on og hardware where you don't have the safe scum opportunity. Like the oh, thought dude. of having to do that God knows how many times, man. I just don't know. I just don't know how I ever could have done it on, on OG. No way. Like I thought about that the whole time, specifically on this freaking fight. I was like, 
like how many continues do you get? I don't even know. Like <laughs> if you're limited, I would have never beat this game. It would have just been a wrap. You know, I don't and I believe, cursed it. <laughs> I don't believe the. I think the continues. I think take you back. I don't know. I, I don't know if it starts at the bottom of those stairs or not. It's a good, that's a good thing to have queried. But uh, I, yeah, if it did not start you right at the bottom of those stairs on a continue. Um, actually, you know what? Check that. I think it because I was on my last life here, uh, and and I would. I had a few instances where I would die, and I was so busy yelling at the fucking thing that I would just hitting buttons would hit continue. I, I believe it did start me at the bottom of the stairs. So I, I think that's where you start with continue. You don't have to go back to the clock tower or anything. Thank Jesus. But uh, oh, still, still, so I, I still don't know how you deal with it on OG hardware. <laughs> um, so yeah, eventually though, I was able to beat that fucker and using that jump over the thing tactic. And then, dude, you know. I should have. I I can't believe it surprised me, knowing how difficult this game is in general, and then just you know the way Nintendo games work. But when that motherfucker <laughs> another form, which is a giant, this big giant winged diamond, I just lost it, dude. Because I was, I mean, you know, it was such a relief to kill him that first time. Uh, and after after all the terrible things that I was saying on my computer and shit, like it was such a relief. And then for it to not be over, I was just oh. Right. So mad. Dude, and, and, and I didn't. Yeah, because you didn't know it was going to happen. Right. Because I did the same thing. I just looked to see looked up a video and saw somebody jumping and hitting him. And I was like, OK. And I immediately stopped. Like, I'm not going to continue to see what happens after that. Right. So, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, freaking crazy dragon bat creature. Dracula. Yeah. 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 So yeah, actually, I, I, I hadn't fucking uh, I did beat him once. Before I watched the video, um, I'm forgetting my timeline here, looking at my notes here, I'm realizing that. So yeah, I, I was able to beat him the one time before I watched the video, but that happening to me is when I pulled up the video and watched. Uh, so I was able to just, I, I saw what I was supposed to do with the fucking wing thing, but even mm. after like going back and then, you know, even knowing the tactic, I, to get through the first part, I mean, I was still, mm. you know, like you get to the, the first time you get to that bat, it's like, the first time I died immediately, and then like you know, until you really get a feel for the mechanics of that thing, just watching the video is not enough because like his his mechanic is basically it is a once you do know it, it is a relatively simple thing. It's kind of this slow jump, plotting jump across the screen, and then once he gets to the edge of the screen, if you kneel down right in front of him, instead of trying to attack him, he will jump higher. So you can you you have control over when he jumps high enough to move underneath him, you know, so you do control that. But I didn't realize, even after watching the video, I didn't realize that. I saw in the video the fucker jump high when he got to the screen, so I thought all I had to do was, you know, that was going to happen. So when it would not happen to me, I thought I was getting fucked over. <laughs> uh. You know, so like the, until I realized that, I was just as furious at that second half uh, as I was with the first battle, you know, so. Variable mechanics, Josh. Variable mechanics. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he does. So he... he he also fires those fire the same kind of stock uh, Castlevania. It's kind of the projectile used by everything in the game. Come to think of it, for the most part, but the he fires those fucking fireballs too, and he does it. He doesn't do it every time, so that's kind of a nice feature that you don't have to deal with it every time he jumps. But the the goal is you're you, you have to jump up and whack his head, and you can kind of if you if you learn his timing, you're able to almost diffuse those fireballs pretty much every time by jumping up and whacking at his head at the same time he's about to fire them, you know? So mm -hmm. once you get that, it's not, the second half is not the fucking most difficult thing in the world, which was 
semi relieving, I guess. Um, yeah. After the whole experience of the, of the first half of the battle, but. But that first half of the battle was so infuriating. Yeah. I was ready to just be done with this game. <laughs> like I was yeah. so ready to be done with that. Yeah, I was. I was legitimately sweating. Like my hands and palms were sweating. <laughs> the, like the anger and determination I had in me, it was just overwhelming, man. Uh, yeah, I. I Multiple breaks were required. I had to look at the video. There was a lot went into beating this fucker. It was it was a long process for sure. I, I will say it was definitely a difficulty ramp. You can see that in this game. Whereas the, like the first couple levels, you fly through. Whereas like the last couple, definitely harder, definitely harder. Now last boss, fucking stupid. Like you know. Yep. yep. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever been so furious with a human being I've never met. <laughs> as, I, as I was with whoever programmed this godforsaken boss battle. Uh, yeah, I was, I was just fucking furious, man. Um, the Wednesday reward. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, if you do beat it, the Wednesday reward is this long, beautiful shot of Dracula's castle crumbling to the ground in the dawn twilight, which is very beautiful. Well done. And then music fires up and the credits roll and they're pretty fucking weird credits. Uh, the, <laughs> they have, so they're like trans fishers is listed as the director, which is clearly fictitious. And so I started looking, like doing a little bit of Googling and an article on looper.com titled the truth about Castlevania said that there's speculation that a man named Hitoshi Akamatsu. So, oh wait, that is who you said, right? Yeah. That was okay. direct. It was directed by him. Okay. Yeah. So that was, so, all right. So that, so yeah, I did not see that in my initial, in this article. It said it was like, it, it was not a certainty is what I read on this article. So, you know, if you, oh. were, if you found any certainty then perhaps, but um, yeah, he is thought to have created the franchise cornerstone is what I found. Other than some sporadic credits in the Konami titles around the late 80s, early 90s, nothing else is really known about this dude, man. <laughs> He's like, he, he, wow. he looks like he, it seems like he exited the industry in the mid 90s and like out of nowhere and just was never heard from again. You know, the guy who created fucking Castlevania. He was like, let me bless you with my creation. You're welcome. I'm out. Yeah, just fade into the <laughs> fade into the darkness. Yeah. So the rest <laughs> of the credits, uh, they, they kind of try to make it feel like film credits, which is a, kind of a cool touch. I think there's a screenwriter credit and that that. Credit is Vram with a V as in Victor, Vram uh, Stoker instead of Bram Stoker. And they have a sequence, <laughs> sequence titled The Cast, where they credit each boss monster with a spoof on the name of a, of a famous silver screen monster actor. So like Borlas Karloff is listed here as Borlas Karloffis and uh, yeah. Bello Lugosi. Is in here. So there's a bunch of them. And then at the very end, you have the last credit and the hero simon del mondo and, I, and that one i didn't get like what is the i don't know like del mondo yeah del mondo instead of belmont mm. so it's their character so i don't i don't know i didn't get what that was about exactly but yeah that was very weird yep and they wrap things up with a you played the greatest role in this or what yeah you played the greatest role in this story <laughs> thank you for playing so um some weird obtuse english there at the end a little bit you played the greatest role in the story so that is fucking Castlevania for the NES. Also known as Voyager. <laughs> Go ahead and cop that on YouTube today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I, I actually, I'm sure they do. do they? I'm sure it's like a, a professional album for sale somewhere that all these tracks are available on in some sort. Right. There's probably there's probably a million iterations of it with like grand orchestral fucking uh, productions of of these songs and stuff. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Well, we've talked about it. I mean, my daughter loves the eight bit games that have been adapted into like techno songs, and yeah, it's sure. it's a whole thing. So I'm I'm glad we couldn't get Gradius two to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I have been wrong all these years like this this is a great game uh especially mm. if you judge it within the context of the 87 release here you know um yeah the the controls do fucking suck a lot of the time don't do you any favors and simon has so little mobility and very often does not respond in the way <laughs> that i was hoping he would you know <laughs> stair, stair mechanics of course we fucking beat it all uh, it's all a uh, beaten horse at this point but uh those suck but even with that taking into consideration and actually the dracula boss battle i'm being on a whole other level of nintendo hard uh there's so much in this game that is on point that i don't think you can even begin to let that shit detract from your, your opinion about it you know mm. uh, i would say king Lorik says if you're not hip get hip blessing bestowed Ooh. Well, I, I got to say, I was definitely bummed that we couldn't get Gradius to work. I was looking forward to that. Um, but honestly, like I think, and I alluded to it before, I think they did a great job with the difficulty scaling it up because the first seven stages, I, first six, I thought were just like a cakewalk. Even though Medusa was tough, like he still had some tough moments in there you were able to kind of flow through, but then it definitely got way tougher at the end. And yeah, clearly Dracula is a beast. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I remember like, I have had to have definitely played different versions and different later iterations of Castlevania. And now playing this makes me want to go play those other ones and see, okay, how did they make the mechanics better later? Like what, how did they upgrade this? So I, I, I have to agree. For sure Simon's quest does, <laughs> does not get much better on the fucking steering mechanics. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about like the super ones and like the later ones sure. and kind of all of those that kind of just expanded out that maybe I haven't played before. So yeah. I have yeah. a vague I, recall of fucking with the, I think the 64 one might've been the last one I ever even tried, you know, cause I did not have, well, I definitely never played that. I didn't fuck with any of the PlayStation versions or anything. I know. So yeah symphony of the night is one i hear all the time the name of all the time that is supposedly a really great game but i'd never tried that one either uh, i might have to check it out mm. but yeah i think i think king lork would be still the blessing as well yes i think it kind of goes without saying <laughs> all right so that's two for two on castlevania probably no surprise to anyone next up we'll be reading nintendo power issue eight you can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery Whichever of those that is, please rate and leave positive uh, uh, sweet nothings for the pod uh, on that platform. <laughs> and you can uh, check out the website at nyhentertainment forward slash isohpod. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod on Facebook. You can check out the gameplay videos that I post of me doing this stupid ass shit uh, that you, uh, the link rather in the show notes and there is the ISOH subreddit if you want to get down on there and Jay what are your personal socials? Uh, you can just find me at GentlemanJB on Facebook without the second E pretty much everywhere GentlemanJB and on Twitter you can find me at Josh Fallen on Instagram at MyShiftKeyIsBroke and okay bye bye bye